He lifts Roger Moore up at one point, and you can see the distress in Roger Moore's face. There's no yeah. wire. No. He's like, whoa, whoa, friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roger Moore Watch looks, out there. looks genuinely terrified during <laughs> yeah. every fight scene. He, he looks like a baby in Richard Keel's hands. Yeah, and I... I've never seen him act better. Yeah, he really is. Probably than when he's in, when uh, Jaws has that grip, those yeah. shovel hands oh my around his neck. Yeah, he just looks like, oh my god, mm. uh, please don't kill me in yeah. real life. Yeah, I know. I was saying to you, he looks like one of the Bond girls. Yeah, he one does. of the likes of um, Sean, Connery Sean Connery has a leering at them. Yeah. You know. He's when he's got that bikini around your one's neck, it's, <laughs> the, the roles are reversed. Roles are reversed this time. Jaws is putting Bond in a Me Too situation. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another finely dressed episode of straight to series my name is connor and i'm in and welcome um it's nice to have you guys here episode 37 huh? 37 eh getting close nearly, getting close to 50 yeah nearly my age Half 50, 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah nearly you're yeah. dressed like a 50 year old i'll give you that true. i am a 50 year old but a teacher. successful 50 year old okay okay i like the sound of that yeah what am i successful as hmm i think you're a teacher that's got tenure hmm so, so you're not actually that good at your job, a professor. But you're making good money. Mm. You're making bank. Well, I, like you're doing, you're doing okay. I made, I made. Like, your, your wife's moderately attractive. Moderate, and my children are. And your kids are moderately attractive. <laughs> they're kind of scummy. One of them is scummy. There's always, you know, yeah. he's gonna dabble in some. Yeah, and she doesn't like me at all. Oh no, hates me. No. And fuck her. Yeah. If you ask me, fuck yeah. her. Yeah. Um. Well, don't. She's my daughter. Okay, I'll try not to. Okay. Um. But it's yeah, dark turn there. yeah, and then because I have tenure, like I made notes and lesson plans when I first started. Oh yeah, having, you were into it at one point. Yeah, and I haven't changed them since then. I'm like, no, it's still good. Yeah, and yeah. Like the curriculum has changed, and it's like my notes still cover everything. <laughs> Whatever. They were that good when I started. Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna teach when I'm gonna teach, and you just get out of my get out of my get face out my way. Yeah, get out of my face about. I'm it, reading you know? the paper. I'm worrying about my pension. Okay. Exactly. Um. Anyway, to put that aside. Anywho. Welcome to the show we're gonna get straight into box office oh let's get like deep. we always do and we're gonna talk about sonic sonic yeah it's doing well yeah off to a fast start <laughs> it's terrible it's terrible <laughs> there's the tenure coming out yeah and um, yeah sonic made records Rec- well it made one big record mm. Biggest opening ever for a, a blue video hedgehog. game. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, for a blue hedgehog okay. on speed. And a video game. And a video game. Crazy. Video game movie. We're looking at the 2019 worldwide box office now, but we oh, should yeah, probably... Oh, yeah, but I have the number here. It's yeah. f- it made $57 million in three days, and it beat Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Pika, Pika. Pika, Pika. Pika, Pika. Um, yeah, I mean, Sonic is doing well. And you actually went and saw Sonic, which we're going to be talking you know, about. We're going to talk about, about that very soon. But it has beaten... Basically everything else at the box office, right? Yeah, it's it's making a mockery of Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Which Looking is, down on it. It is, as, as yeah. people are wont to do. Yeah, so it costs 80... It, well, it says Sonic costs 85 million to make. I question that. A bit higher, a bit higher, maybe. Only because we know now the well-publicized... Mm. I want to say reshoots, but the redesign. Total upheaval of what they were meant yeah, to do yeah I had to do the whole film again but like, like they had to do the CGI again do you think we can spoil Sonic do you think it's okay if we spoil it it's pretty fresh yeah 
like we're going to review Parasite yeah. spoiler alert uh, for the podcast ooh. I feel like you could almost spoil that more than, than Sonic. Sonic really just because so- well yeah, I, I guess I, yeah. I know I know what I'm saying there because ju- ju- Sonic doesn't matter really okay I where ju- Parasite to me is a movie that truly matters after seeing it okay. we'll get into that I'm going to say it to you and then people in the audience who have seen it will know what I'm saying okay we know what Sonic looked like originally yes what do you think other characters look like originally. Oh, ooh, I never even thought about that. But do you think they've got they got that far? You know, just teeth. Oh my god, just all teeth. Oh, mm. all teeth, all human teeth. Teeth and eyes. Teeth and eyes. Gotta go fast. The long legs. Yeah. I always oh those long mm. legs as well. Ooh, so, any, so anyway, that's what I was thinking about. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they got that far though. Well, they probably had preliminary kind of totally. designs. Yeah, yeah, I bet they were shocking. Oh, terrible. I bet they were shocking. Truly terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. It, <laughs> what is it? It blew hedgehog human. Like. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, you can only imagine. It's it's funny because Sonic, like, oh man, this looks like a Sonic movie. The you know, it's almost easy to forget what it used to look like. You know what I, I know. mean? And I, I must say, it does help. Like, it does help. I watch, oh, you know, we'll get into it with mm-hmm. reviews, but yeah. it clearly, you know, we made the point, well, I think actually you made the point, and I don't know if you said it on the podcast, where you were saying, people feel like they have a hand in making this movie, yeah. Yeah. because they kind of, they puked when they seen the original design, mm-hmm. and they screamed so loud, yeah. that the internet worked for once, mm-hmm. and well, something Fowler was the name of the director, wasn't it? Mike. Is it? Sure. You know, it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. But anyway, the director like tweeted saying, we hear what you're saying. Yeah. We're going to change it. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that they said we. I'm going to make 100 animators do overtime and change this whole thing. Well, at least now they, they, they pushed it back four months. But that yeah. was when they originally said they were going to redesign it. There was no pushback. No. Clearly, then they probably looked at things and went... Do you know what? We kind of can't half-ass this. You got a drinking problem. I do. (laughs) If it wasn't a wasted monster, I would throw my drink in my face right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'll uh, throw my drink in your face. Okay. Well, then you have a drinking problem. (laughs) Yeah. Clearly. No, I am. But yeah, people might feel like they have a hand in making this movie. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. But I I wonder if people have a sense of ownership of it. Yeah, fan participation in in a way. As in like, boy, oh boy, I sure did a good thing changing that movie. Like, does that mean they're going to go out and see it now? You know what I mean? And it seems like they kind of did. Yeah. That was the thing. Because in my opinion, I thought people were going to be like, no, that's not how Sonic looks. Mm -hmm. And then you see the new trailer and go, that's much better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see it when it's on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. That's what I'm going to do, probably. It seems like people went to see it but it's funny kids no, it didn't like destroy at the box office no. but it's doing well it's gonna make its money back yeah. it's definitely I said it's gonna be a sequel and I am all for it just to see Jim Carrey yeah me too Jim Carrey apparently kills it in the movie but um, like my brother loves Sonic he never played the games he like he, he has yeah. no attachment to Sonic at, in that level and I have played Sonic games and I still wouldn't see it I know? know I know I went to see it with my mate and mm-hmm. we both grew up on like Sonic 1 and 2 yeah. on the Sega Mega Drive we're super old yeah. we're the guys with tenure actually <laughs> and um, we were both just like fanboys we were just like but at the same time we had no expectations we are kind of like yeah. it's probably going to be okay so we went to see it but we, we had to see it and mm. I actually asked another friend I was like oh do you want to go see it and he was like no <laughs> you know like he was so not interested and he grew up on it but he was like did you see that the trailer for that movie so 
Yeah. I guess not everyone's like that. But I'm a nerd. I, I do a podcast. So yeah. like, clearly I'm going to be like, oh, I have to go see a Sonic of course, movie. Of course. I was going to bring my brother to it, but I didn't in the end. So yeah. yeah. He'll love it though. What I was going to say was like, I feel like with movies like this where uh, they're like, oh, Sonic is a property that kids will love. It's like you're missing, cutting out a whole audience by not making, like not even trying to appeal to an older audience. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're kind of getting into review territory and yeah. fuck it. Let's just, it, you know what? Sonic doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I'll slightly review it while we're talking about box, box office. office. Yeah. yeah. When I was watching it, yeah. I was thinking Pixar do this all the time yeah. and it works. Why can't they just try at least emulate slightly what Pixar do? Where yeah. there's, there's like, okay, Pixar puts a, a tremendous amount of emotional mm-hmm. weight into their kids yeah, movies of course you know when you're watching Toy Story 3 mm-hmm. and they're staring at the fern- furnace and they're like we're gonna die you mean the suicide pack scene <laughs> and then they go okay we accept that we're staring yeah. down the barrel of death itself yeah. and they just hold hands mm. and they go I accept this I remember being in the cinema and I'm like keep it together man yeah. keep it together I, I had Lumps in my throat as big as golf balls. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. and there's some kid just laughing. I'm like, you masochist. You masochist. Yeah. Oh, oh, masochist. Thank you. You're welcome. You. Yeah, the lump is still in your throat. Yeah. There. Soon to be serial killer over there. <laughs> yes. Um. No. I, but they could have like they didn't have to go full furnace yeah. on it. Yeah. But they could have like put a little bit of emotional weight into it. Yeah. This is not really. No. It's it's a straight up kids movie. Yeah. And. You know, when you hear James Marsden use the word gosh, you're like, mm. yeah, yeah, that says this it all. It's a kid's movie, yeah. Oh my gosh. But I mean, I watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit when I was a kid. I don't understand half the humor in that, but I still liked it as a kid. Yeah. Like, kids are, I just think that people are too reliable on treating children like idiots. You I know? know, yeah. In some movies, whereas I think you actually get more of it in a movie and you can tell, give a greater lesson to kids if you treat them as kind of intelligent. Also, just as you said, the broader audience. Yeah. When an adult knows, like, if I if I have kids, I'm gonna be so happy to go see Toy Story 11 or whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, it's for me, but I'm pretending I'm doing something good for them. Of course. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you want to go see that? Yeah. No problem. I'll go see it with you. When I have kids, there are gonna be a few set movies where I'm gonna be like, these are the movies I'm gonna show them, and I don't care if they go into school. Scarface. Yeah. Scarface. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. The stuff that I watched as a child. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. but like, I don't care if they go into school and they're like, oh, everyone's watching. Hey, did you see the new, I don't fucking know. Door Explorer. Door, I don't know. Whatever movie. Yeah, it's going to be something. <laughs> yeah. Off and he's like, no, Pig no, or... but have you seen Finding Nemo? That's such a good movie. You I know, know what I mean? Or like, I, like, I'll watch The Incredibles now if it's on because it's such a good movie, you know? Do you know John Barry was supposed to score that movie oh, originally? Man. And he didn't. I don't know, but the score in The Incredibles is Amazing. Oh, Michael Gacchino. Yeah, Sorry, Michael Gacchino, co- is it? Yeah, it's Michael Gacchino. Oh, uh, who is um, about to dabble in a bit of Batman scoring. He's dabbling Dabble, in dabble, dabble. By the way, we were very annoyed after filming the podcast last week. Oh. Not only did the Bond theme come out, but so did the Batsuit. It's like, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Even though last week's episode was yeah. so full, yeah. we could not cram we anything else in. But yeah. goddamn, we would have tried. We would have tried. Well, but anyway, we're going to talk about it this week. Yeah. Look, so Sonic so, is doing it's doing very it's well. It's doing very well, and it's pretty decent. So you sh- you could yeah, it's probably going to be front loaded. I mm-hmm. feel like no parents are going to tell other parents that they're going to enjoy the movie. You know that way. Yeah. But it's a good kids movie. I mean, I, I can see why I could definitely see kids really enjoying this movie. Yeah. And oh shit, since we're actually slightly reviewing it, mm-hmm. um, Jim Carrey. 
is amazing I heard yeah. he's 90s Kerry now because it's a goddamn kids movie though there's a leash around his neck there oh. definitely is you kind of want more Kerry it's an hour and 40 minutes long mm. I could have done with an hour and 40 minutes of just Kerry yeah. as Dr. Robotnik Dr. Robotnik he, yeah. he's so good as Dr. Robotnik but you want more he's definitely he, he can't have, really have that edge to his humour that you want are there any um transgender jokes that are going to look bad in modern day times in this movie sadly no sadly, I wish there no. was you know, Finkel is Einhorn or whatever <laughs> it is is that what it is Finkel is Einhorn in Ace Ventura oh yeah, yeah. oh remember that scene it doesn't age Man, I, it does not age well no I remember, still think I would enjoy it though remember when she kisses him and then he finds out she's a man and he's like washing oh, his mouth yeah. out oh my god he's so in bad. tears he's crying and oh everything oh my god I just blanked on that yeah that doesn't age well now no, it does it folks it doesn't. I can still kind of appreciate it. I can though. appreciate it. Yeah. But um, it's not yeah, particularly let's sensitive. Just, let's just sweep that under the rug for now. Let's not. Let's keep talking about <laughs> it. No, I mean, he's an immature man and he's reacting immaturely exactly, exactly, to that like situation. Exactly, like what a kid would do. Exactly. There you go, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Nice. I'm not saying it's right, but he's immature and he reacted immaturely. He's so obnoxious in those movies. I love it. I remember being a kid yeah. and just pretending to be Ace Ventura. Yeah. And I pissed off a lot of friends. <laughs> I actually have this moment in my head. I remember. Yeah. Just moving. Alrighty like, then. Alrighty then. Yeah. I remember got. I remember these two kids. I was on holiday. Yeah. And I didn't even know them. And I'm like, hell, that'd be cool. I'll act like Ace Ventura. And I was turn up to eleven. And I'm. I was tumbling around and all. I was like, walking around. Alrighty like then. And I remember the kids been like, you're not cool. You know. <laughs> I honestly, they were like that. Oh, and really? I was like. Alrighty then. Uh, alrighty then. <laughs> oh, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I didn't see Ace Ventura until I was much older than I should have been. I, the Mask was my Jim Carrey movie when <sighs> I was a kid. Mask. I oh love the Mask. Oh my god. My name is Cuban Pete. <laughs> the Mask. <laughs> all that. those movies are just like Jim Carrey, run free, on run wild. Yeah. Just go. Let him run. Do your thing. Go. Go. Go on. Go. Here, here's the concept. You. you just run with it. Yeah. You just, know, just, same with Liar Liar. Just, have, just go with it. Oh, liar Liar. It was me. It when, was me. When he leaves. Oh my God, when he farts in that elevator. <laughs> I love that so much. I remember watching that as a kid and definitely not understanding loads of the jokes Me in too. It. Yeah, but I loved it anyway. Yeah, in your bra. In your bra. Yeah. The pen is blue. The, the pen is blue. <laughs> Man, Kerry was fucking on fire at one point. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I want to I see him. Mm. He was like literal... Comedic dynamite. Yeah. And he just overacts. Like, that's his thing. And it works so well. Uh, but only in the way he can overact, you know? I know. I want to... Uh, I really want to watch Kidding. One of these days, I will sit down and watch the whole thing. Because it's on season two now, which is midway through. Yeah. So, apparently, it's an amazing show. Season two is on 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I checked. Oh, Season cool. one has 78%. Season two is 100 He looks so old in that show compared to how he looks everywhere else. You know what? It's the hair. Also, I think the neck. Yeah. He's got the old neck. Isn't he like 58? 58. Like, he looks excellent for 58. Yeah, yeah. he's turning 59 this year. That's that's crazy. Jim Carrey is going to be 60 in 2021. That's that's weird. It is weird. That guy's got so much energy. I feel like he could just power a small city. That's what the he says. The guy's just got so much energy. That's what he says. He never stops. He's like, I'm an idea man. I'll just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, you know? Yeah, he was, he was saying that about uh, stand-up comedy. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I, I can come up with materials... And I, un- I actually, I totally believe it, mm, that yeah. he could just come up with material, blah, 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 yeah. blah, And he's like, whether it works or not, it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. still going to do it and say it and everything. I just think of it. I love that. That'd but be fun to see him do. 
Yeah, I think so. A stand-up routine. Yeah. I, I, I see, the problem is when you're that famous, mm. like Eddie Murphy, I don't think it's going to be refined because yeah. I don't know if you can really... Then again, Kevin Hart can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's I, difficult to do that type of shit and not have... Uh, 50,000 videos online I was going to say I'd want to go to a show and it's like no phones Jim Carrey's going to just stand up comedy for an hour and you're just going to sit there and watch him like you got to sign the contract yeah, I hate exa- that but you know what I mean yeah, like, it's like you for le- someone like him you leave your phones in a box at the door and yeah. then it's like you go in and you watch it and that's all you do and I'm like that, that that's perfect for me Yeah. Um. anyway so we kind of reviewed Sonic Jim Carrey kills it the movie is meh let me see what's on uh, Rotten Tomatoes wise yeah. it is just out of interest. Out of interest. 64%. 64, that's pretty generous, it's, I would say. Yeah, it's decent. Uh, Birds of Prey is on 78%. That's about... That's about right as that's well, about I would right. say. Yeah. I think that's on par. Me too. Um, pretty, well, that's really the big box office news, except yeah. for, I would just say that Birds of Prey is chugging along, and it's on 147 million now. I'll just mm. let me confirm that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on 170. Oh, sorry, 147 million. Wow. wow. Um, you really I, embarrassed yourself there. No, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I'm, I'm truly embarrassed. Okay. Um, I'm going to beat myself up about that. I'm going to do uh, Da Vinci Code style. Yeah, uh, Paul oh, Bettany. Yes, yeah. You fucking loser. It's called You embarrassed fl- yourself. Oh. the gun. <laughs> it's flagellation, I think that's what Is it's that called. Is that what it's called? It's something like that. It's like flat. <laughs> Gelation. Continue, continue, continue. I'll look it up. Anyway, it's on 147 million. You don't need to look it up. I need to know. Moving my, right along. I need to know. We can move uh, along, but I'm looking this up. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. Yeah, so Harley Quinn is. Uh, Maybe he used to talk to his butt cheeks as well. Yeah. He was like, I need the name or whatever it said. Or when he, he uh, does a full breakdown of what happened and he just says, <gasps> he goes, Let's watch that back in slow motion. Oh, well, that was, that's a different <laughs> thing. Oh, you what? know when he just breaks down an entire plot? He goes, he just talks for like yeah. three minutes straight. For some reason, Courtney Cox and every other woman wants to have sex with him in that movie. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, why? I don't, I, I, like, I get it. He's, he's, I get it and I don't get it at the same time. I remember having strange, tingly feelings about the woman he's defending in Liar Liar. Yeah. With the sexiest voice ever. Yeah. Flagellation. Flag, flagellate. It's flagellation is what it's okay. called. But it means to whip in Latin. To whip. In Latin. Okay. Yeah. I knew that's what it was. Flogging or... No, oh, spot everywhere there. Flogging or beating either as a religious discipline or for sexual gratification. Wow. Both on the top of my list, to be yeah, honest with too. you. Which they one, go hand in hand. Which one's Paul Bettany doing it for? It's both, Ooh, right? I think it's both. It's I think it's both. both. Yeah, yeah. Okay. definitely. I'm glad we agree on that. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, yeah. 147 million. 147 million. For costs 84 and a half million to make. Yeah. That's so precise. I believe that number. Mm, for Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. yeah. That's what's called Not now, officially. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Man, I knew that without looking. Do you know what? <laughs> yeah, that's good on yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I like that that long title more now that it's been taken away from me. Me too. You know <laughs> what I funny? mean? I when like, I first seen that, I was like, huh. I was like, what a weird title. That's but now, weird. But now that it's been changed, I'm like, no. stick to your guns. No. Come on. You yeah. named it that. Uh, and you know Own what? it. Yeah, exactly. Own, Own it. it. For To change it to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, whatever it mm-hmm. is now, it's like, oh, it's such a studio move. You know? That, I know. You know it is, That's why it? I hate it. Because you can feel the greasy fingertips of the studio yeah, all over Yeah, Warner that. Brothers. Warner Brothers. Change the, the name. The meddling hands. Change the name. Ultimate power. Money. Money. <laughs> yeah. 
Stick to your guns, Warner Brothers, for fuck's sake. That's what's wrong with Justice League. Either way, you're not making bank on this. No, you're not making bank. Zack Snyder, if you're going to make a director and be like, yeah, do whatever you want for Man of Steel, it's your vision, let him do his vision. You know what I'm saying? For the rest of the movies. That's what he did, though. No. <laughs> well, except for... Except for Justice, Justice League. League, yeah. Yeah. Well, they backed out of that decision when they were like, yeah. oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. We gave him all the money. We gave him. We gave him the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. So, um, yeah... Harley Quinn is not doing well. No. I think it needs to make 200 million for them to be like, hey, we can walk away from this unscathed. And we're not going to ignore this. This isn't going to be something we ignore in our history. You know what I mean? Well, see, it it got validated. It got uh, pretty much vindicated with 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. So they're like, hey, we weren't completely wrong here. No. But isn't it weird? Aquaman made 1.1 billion? Yeah. What's going on? I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. I really don't. I really don't. Other than my go-to explanation for a movie doing well, which is China. <laughs> yeah. China loved that. China loved Aquaman. China loved that. And when you look at the trailer, it's a China movie. It is a China movie. Yeah. Also, I think that Jason Momoa has a lot of sex appeal. Yeah, he does. I think there was a lot of women that did a magic mic on that. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely think they were like, oh, Jason Momoa. Oh, he's wonderful. You know? Yeah. Whereas Amber Heard is nice. You know, she's very nice. She is. Mm-hmm. Mm. She wears that suit well. She does. And the red-haired wig. Yeah. Oh, did you hear the phone call? And it talks about Amber Heard hitting Johnny Depp. No. And she admits to it on the phone call really? as well. Yeah. Fair it's, play to her. It's her. No, no, no. It's her and Johnny Depp having an argument. And it's oh, before, really? It's before they broke up. And Johnny Depp said, guess what you did? You came up to me and you hit me. And she was like, yeah, I hit you. So what? And everything. I'm telling you, Johnny wow. Depp may have been wrongly mean. No, really? I, no, he, he definitely. <laughs> the guy drink. He's swimming in wine. I know. He he's de- swimming. He, he's definitely an alcoholic, and he definitely threw that iPhone at her. The guy's got way too many accessories on him. Yeah, mm, he's swimming in accessories and wine, and he and really more is. Accessories. Isn't he? Yeah. He's so eccentric. Yeah. But, I, I'd like to think he's the Mad Hatter in real life. Yeah, he probably is. Or maybe he's just the sad hatter. You want a fedora? <laughs> I, I I could do with a good fedora right now. Yeah. I could do with a real good fedora and a few necklaces. Yeah. Or, or bracelets. Bandanas and bracelets. He loves his bracelets. Yeah. Bracelets, He's like bandanas. the Axl Rose of um, of movies. Axl Rose. Of but, Disney. But only just less sad. Because mm. Axl Rose is very sad He's now. very sad. Ugh. And he wears it really? on his neck. He's just an old, old man now. And he can't dance like Axl Rose anymore. Yeah. It's just sad. Makes me sad looking at him. Mm. I don't want to hear him sing Live and Let Die now. I can tell you that much. That's one of my favorite covers of all time. Yeah. Say live and let die. Anyway. What were we talking about? I don't know. Amber Heard. I'm just saying. Oh, though, Amber Heard. I'm just Johnny say- Depp. Aquaman. Aquaman. Back to. And then Birds of Prey. And Birds of Prey. Ah. Yeah, so we, I don't understand Aquaman's success. Neither do I. I do think maybe the sex appeal had something to do with sex it. Sex appeal and it being a China movie. Yeah. That's what I would say. And kind of. It's Waves a, crashing on the screen it, and in the pants. It's also kind of a Fast and Furious movie. It's you know? made by the director, James yeah, Wan. Exactly. So that's kind of. Well, now that's, that's unfair, actually. James Wan is a one time. Fast, Fast and Furious, Furious director. Yeah. And he got kicked in the nuts. That was the Paul Walker yeah. movie where yeah. he was just... Um, not alive. Not alive. It's my favourite Fast and Furious, it's though. It's my favourite, too. Yeah. yeah. Is it because he died during it? Yes. 
almost well, exclusively because of that. Controversial. No, of course not. Of course not because he no. died. No, it was a great movie. I yeah. actually think it's a re- well, great is for I think any a, Fast I, and Furious. I, I think it's a really good Fast and Furious movie. I think it's a great. It's a very well-made movie for what happened. They had to rewrite that midway. True. Yeah. Yeah, it turned out really well. It did. It really yeah. did. And it is. And it was a nice send-off as well. Actually, it is a nice send-off. I think, honestly, the send-off they give for Brian gets worse and worse the more movies they make. I know. You know what I mean? Because it also becomes really weird that he's not in them. Yeah, like, you know, like, when Vin Diesel's like... And he shouldn't be in them. I I do agree with that move, but at the same time, they just keep referencing him. You know when Vin Diesel has his kid and he's like, what's his name? Brian. Why are you naming him? Why are you naming him Brian? That makes no sense. Yeah. Because Brian's alive. He's down the road. You can go visit... He's living in an apartment, You can go which... Your sister. You can go visit him anytime. Like, yeah. you naming your kid. I know we all know why you named him that. Yeah, yeah. But that makes no sense. Name him Paul. I love how you, this is your issue it when it comes me. to sense just, and Fast and oh, Furious. It bothers me so much. How about physics? No, no. Phys- <laughs> I, I, don't, I know nothing about physics. I know what happened to Paul Walker, though. <laughs> I don't know equations when it comes yeah. to physics and all like that but when I see stuff on the screen I go wrong 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 yeah that's not right I mean exactly but uh, you see here's isn't the writer I think he comes from a family of physicists yeah I'm nearly sure I read an interview he's like my dad was a physicist <laughs> is he puking every time he watches one of those movies like wrong he's just still a rebellious teen he's like I'm gonna yeah. do whatever it takes to not make physics work in my movie yeah yeah dad I hate you and your physics. You love physics more than you love me, so I'm going to make Fast and the Furious movies. Don't tell me gravity doesn't exist. Have you seen Vin Diesel? Yeah, that's true. Gravity's weighing him <laughs> down. No, but um, again, it's here's the thing. If I am not educated on something, you can't offend me about it in a movie because I don't know what it's supposed to be like. I know it's wrong, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know how wrong. Well, I kind of understand gravity. Yeah, I understand gravity, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, they're doing stupid shit with cars. Yeah. If I was a physicist, I'm sure that would really oh, piss me yeah. off. Oh, my God. But I know that Paul Walker died in real life, and yeah. he's like, why is he naming him Brian? I know. Brian lives down the road. Why not name him Paul? You know, that's that makes more sense, and you can just be like, Paul, and he could be like, oh, and who is, why, why'd you name him Paul? And he was like, oh, his mother gave him that name, or something. Brian is just so weird. Vin Diesel beats up The Rock in Fast and Furious 5. Yeah, I mean... That's where I tapped out. I draw the line there. (laughs) Anyway, we should move on. We should move on. Thomas Wayne tries to punch the mugger in Batman v Superman. (laughs) Now you're just venting. You've got me started. Get off your soapbox. Damn it, okay. All I'm saying is if Robert Pattinson's dad tries to punch this mugger, I'm going to walk out of the theater. (laughs) Makes no sense. No sense. Oh. Furious. Get off your soapbox. One of these days, I'm going to figure out how to work the mic. I'm going to figure out how to work the camera. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do a rant about Thomas Wayne trying to punch that mugger. It's going to be <sighs> 15 minutes long. I'm going to make Ian. <laughs> I'm going to make him do screen by screen comparisons. I'm going to do the thing. You know, when they get a director to break down the scene, they just put the thing here and they're drawn. Oh, things. Zack Snyder would gladly break that yeah. down. I'll, be, I'll sit with Jack, Zack Snyder and I'll be like, so what's your what, what, what's what, your take on what, this? What are you trying to do here, Zack? And he's like, well, you know, Thomas Wayne, you know, he's trying to defend his family let me just stop you there Zach. <laughs> let me just stop you there thomas wayne doctor why is he trying to defend his family he's he's, he's a former boxer he's a, oh he's a former boxer he's a former boxer really? oh i've never known him to be a former boxer oh look it up <laughs> i feel like i'm getting way and then too he just has like fan this. fiction for you he is fat yeah he's like that's fuck it that's what batman versus superman is yeah it's fan fiction it is fan fiction it's Zack snyder Zack fan, Snyder's fiction. fan fiction. superman jesus <laughs> 
Batman Father Try Punch Mugger. <laughs> Try Punch Mugger. Written by Zack Schneider. 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 We're still on box office. Let's move to reviews. You've seen Birds of Prey. I have seen Birds of Prey. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's not egregious in any way. Um, what would you give it out of five? A three out of five, maybe? Okay. What would you give it out of ten? <laughs> Six or seven, maybe <laughs> six and a half, seven. Yeah, seventy-eight percent is pretty on the ball for me. It is. Actually. Um, I'm disappointed by one decision they make in the I movie. I knew that you'd be disappointed. I'm so disappointed by it because I was enjoying this aspect of the film so much. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen, I the f- knew it. I watched it. And I was yeah. like, "You ain't gonna like I'm that." I'm not gonna like it because yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> you that, can't give anything away. That aspect of the film is, I would say, the best part. I would say so too. Yeah, uh, because it's so much. People f- definitely know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah. You know, and that aspect of the film is clearly having such a good time getting to do this campy, cool comic book thing without any real repercussions. Yeah. You know, none of this is redacted anymore. No, none of this. We, you know what we're talking about, but we're gonna pretend hey. like you don't. Yeah. If you've seen, if you've seen one episode before where we talk about Birds of Prey, you know exactly what we're <laughs> yeah, talking exactly. about. Um, Many people haven't seen Birds of Prey. Yeah. Clearly, though. Yeah, that's true. I Look, must say, if you're a DC fan and you're like, "Oh, screw this movie," it, it's, it's better. Good. It's better than most DC EU movies. Yeah. That's not saying much. Sadly, no. sadly, it's not. This is, this is the way you need to look at this movie. It's an Elseworld story, okay? It's just an interpretation, you know? Yeah. So just watch it and be like, oh, that's a fun interpretation of I them. I think this and Shazam, quality-wise, yeah. are kind of neck and neck, yeah, in my totally. opinion. For different reasons. Even though they're vastly different movies, because yeah. one's so... It's it's about a kid. It's mm-hmm. so kid-friendly. It's and a coming-of-age story. It's literally an all-right movie yeah. where she inadvertently uh, snorts cocaine at one yeah. point and it yeah. kicks the shit out of people. It's great. It, I mean... Uh, all the performances in it are really good, mm-hmm. especially from all the female leads. They're all yeah. very likable. They're all cool characters. They're pretty good comic interpretations, I would say. Except would maybe, you think so? Except maybe Cassandra Cain. She's the dis- I would say she's disappointing right. in the movie, but that's only because I like 90s and early 2000s Batman. Okay. And I like the character. So that would be the only one that's disappointing. But when I think about it as an Elseworlds story, I'm like, okay, that's, an in- that's a yeah, new sure, interpretation. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I have to do better at not letting these things get to me as much, you know? You gotta let go of it. I gotta let go of it. Gotta let go. And sometimes that's easy to do. Unless, of course, Thomas Wayne attempts <laughs> oh to punch this mugger. Moving <laughs> moving along. Should we talk about Parasite? We, we get into should reviews? talk about Parasite. Yes, we should. Something that we can talk about in a positive light. So both of us seen it last night. We did. And it's a trip and a half. The longer I leave... This longer I've left the cinema and I've been thinking about this movie, more I liked it. I've been sitting on this movie mm. all night and it, it gets more comfortable. Me too. The chair gets more comfortable. Yeah. I'm like, now, I, not, not that I needed to be more comfortable, but no. I'm, I'm actually liking it more and more. Me too. I, I left the cinema very happy, yeah. very pleased. And, but, but I'm enjoying it even more. Me it's too. so, so original. It's so good. It's so original without really doing anything. Like, it's not a real high concept movie where no. you're like, whoa. No. It's, wow, the future is this and it's that. Or, like, it's it's so original. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. Thing. Oh, it's brilliant. It's And it's excellent. Like, for a movie about social commentary, it's so good because it does not shove it down your throat. It doesn't, even though it's very obvious what they're doing. Yeah. But it's not done in a 
crappy, simple kind of way. And also, if you just took out the social commentary, if you mm. just looked at it as a story and you weren't aware of metaphors or yeah. any sort of underlining themes, it's just a great movie. Oh, it's so good. And I was only thinking about this. Mm. I could not tell where the movie was going. Neither could I. I could not. For at a second. any point. Because it feels not formulaic, but kind of simple. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like it's not as if it just jumps here and it jumps no, there. It's like, okay, we're following this along and there's a logic to what's happening. Yeah, and there's a nice natural development. Yeah, and I'm enjoying And not only that, it doesn't feel like the movie is building to something and you're waiting for it. You're just enjoying the ride as you're going along. All the performances are great. I'm going to find out the dad's name because I want to shout him out specifically because he was so good. Both of us were talking about him. He is fantastic. He's amazing. There's he, so many scenes that he just pops out of screen yeah, he does For, right like right from the get-go isn't he pops. it it's bad that i want him to be fluent in english yeah me because too. then he'd be in more hollywood movies yeah i know but the, oh. I, I know i know it's, yeah. a, it's a weird thing to say but i mean his name i want to see him in more stuff me too i i want to see them all in more stuff because all of them seem like they're all Just really so good. good everyone pops on screen mm-hmm. um the guy's name is kang ho song He's in Snowpiercer, which, by the way, if you want high com- concept social commentary, Snowpiercer. And yet a great action movie. Great even. action movie as well. And Re- you got Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. And if anyone has Netflix, which you all do, you I'd all say. You all do, yeah. Okja has on it. Okja, yeah. Which is really good. Tilda Swinton's in it. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Stephen Yeun. Stephen Yeun, yeah. He's in it as well. It's a, a re- Oh, Paul Dano's in Paul it. Paul Dano. Again, more high class, more high concept social commentary. Yeah. Big, have you seen that? I haven't. No, I need to watch it. I will watch it after watching Parasite. Excellent movie. Yeah. Really fun. But Parasite, it's full of great performances, memorable moments. There are so many scenes I want to go back and watch. Such a career-defining movie, isn't it? And it is. And I also like, I don't think, I don't, in the, in, a, in a strange way, I don't think I missed anything. You know what I mean? Well, we were talking about this in the mm. car on the way home after yeah. watching it. That the only problem I have really with this movie mm. is that it's subtitled. Yeah. I know people might think, oh, that's such a closed-minded thing to say. Yeah. But it's shot so beautifully that I was so fearful of missing either a piece of dialogue mm. or uh, one of the scenes yeah. in general. Like, because it's so well shot that I'm like, shit, am I am I missing? So I'm trying to focus on both elements, and it's very hard to to read and fully yeah. see the screen at the same time but here's the thing the reason I'm so torn and you're like you're saying you're so conflicted the dialogue is so good it's so crisp it's so it's, fresh it's fresh dialogue it's crisp it's easy to understand it's hilarious oh the movie is very funny at times it's, it's so it, funny it, it, and it's, so dark and yet funny so the ba- and the balance man yeah. it's just perfect it's, it's just perfect yeah and like I don't, like we can't really get into plot because can't. you need to watch the movie but we just want to give like broad strokes it's like it's amazing in my mind it was totally the right choice for best picture yeah now I haven't seen all the best picture nominees me either I've seen a good few of them now and yeah me too I find it hard to just say oh that's clearly the best movie of the year yeah. I always find it hard to say but I do think it deserves to be ranked as one of the best of the year so why not give it best picture I you think, know what I mean I think it was my favorite I will say of all really? the ones we saw yeah because I'd have to see it again before I yeah. can really say that I think it was but like, I did love it I have seen the other ones once or twice and yeah. I, it, I think it definitely has been my favorite. Like there are some moments in it where I'm just like the two of us were in the theater together. And actually you should go see this movie in the theater. It is yeah, a great. And, and you can. Yeah. Even like in America now, it's because yeah. we only got it mm. last weekend. It came out over in Ireland, yeah. which is crazy. After like, the Oscars, after one best picture, 
like it hadn't been out before where I know America has got it back again in a way like there's been a resurgence yeah. as it always does the best picture gets a few more um, theatres yeah. like, and it's doing well at the box office it's it past 200 million and it cost 11 million to make oh my god I actually should have done that in box office that's yeah, um, alright we know now so it's cleaning up yeah and it's kind of weird because you watch that movie you know, I'm so conflicted because I watched that movie and I'm mm. like this guy, this, the director, what's his name? Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. He is so, so good. Yeah. That I want him to make a big Hollywood movie. Me too. But then I'm like, I don't want him to do that yeah. at the same time. Me because neither. Parasite is perfect. Yeah. And it's not a Hollywood movie. Yeah. It's a Korean movie. I don't want his vision to be compromised in any way. If he exactly. wants to create a Hollywood movie, I'd be like, oh, excellent. But if someone's like... We want you to direct this. I almost would be hesitant to watch that where I'd be like, oh, yeah. I don't really want him to do that. First of all, he should always write and direct his, oh, his yeah, movies. Totally. Because he, it's just, he's got such a unique voice. When you're watching this movie, you're like, man, I f- like this movie is so well written that it feels like a book. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a weird way, like it feels like a very well adapted book. In- I think he wanted to write it, um, a play. Oh, originally yeah that that's why he's kind of giving himself a task and there's very limited amount of settings mm-hmm. yeah you or sets i should say like totally. in general so like you can kind of see how it would work many yeah. elements of that movie especially just certain i'd say like what 60 percent of the movie is kind of in one main any one kind yeah. of area yeah yeah as such i'd agree yeah but i mean the shared cinema experience alone of seeing this movie is amazing like we had one or two moments where we just looked at each other and like yeah. oh Wow. Oh, it's so good. like I recommend going to see it in a theater with other people. Yeah. Because it's one of those movies where as everyone is gasping at the same time, yes. everyone is laughing at the same time, everyone is holding their breath at the same time. Like the movie is perfectly like it's perfectly pitched that everyone is on the same page when they're watching it and it's oh. I love that feeling as well. Me too. Where people are sharing the same experiences yeah. as you. Just like when you see a really bad movie. Yeah. And you can feel how everyone's a bit disgruntled just yeah. like you. You're like, oh, it's like a bad smell is in the cinema. Yeah. And you're the like, sighs are ev- kind of yeah, getting yeah. louder and louder. And, or does the laugh at something that's not funny, but it's yeah. funny because it's so bad. Yeah. And like, oh my God, like who who signed off on this mess? One more, one guy behind you goes, oh my fucking God, yeah. what am I doing here? You what know? F- yeah. Yeah. Or, or this, is, this is the classic. This is how you know you're in a bad movie. You'll hear... Uh, a girl turns to a guy and go, "How long is this movie?" <laughs> that's, that's or, or who who is he? Who is he again? Yeah, it's like shh, shut the fuck. silence. No, but I'm this trying is... to watch my bad movie. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, but there I is... missed some bad dialogue there because of you. <laughs> because of you, I'm gonna have to see this <laughs> you again. Bitch. I'm gonna have to see this <laughs> again see now. Again. Damn and, it! And I am the person who will not leave the cinema yeah. for, out of principle. Out of I'd be like, I'm gonna sit here and bear it for the whole movie. <laughs> now it's an endurance test. <laughs> Now it's an endurance test. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to crack. And I, yeah. I've never left. Do you know? I've actually never left Neither the movie. I. Never left the movie. I don't even I'm leave stubborn the most of the time. To a fault. Because I was, I've, now there's one or two movies. I always remember this. I, I, won't, I won't go too deep down this hole. But I remember it was like a date. And it was my girlfriend that I'm still with. And I was like, oh shit, the, whatever movie we were supposed to see was sold out. Mm-hmm. I said, let's see this movie. And it's called Solomon Kane. And I remember watching it. Yeah. And it was just so not what we wanted oh, and no. I remember I was in debt to her for so long after that and I was really? like I deserve it because yeah. I picked it but I, I didn't know anything about that movie I just went that one uh-huh. and then it, the blame 
Oh, oh my god, the blame was damaged tattoo yeah. on my forehead <laughs> for so long. Solomon Kane, like you yeah. pig, you picked this, and oh my god, I remember just paying for that yeah. for like a year, <laughs> a year where like she wouldn't let me pick shit. You know that way she's oh. like, oh well, you picked that movie. I'm like, I just went that one. Yeah, you know that like, one. Yeah, that, we. I, I just spun the wheel and landed on that one. I was like, okay, yeah. one of like. My my the guys who I'm friends with now. One of the earliest memories I have of like hanging out with them is we went to see The Host, which is a Saoirse Ronan movie. I know that movie. I've never seen it. Yeah. I remember. I remember getting slated. Like, yeah. and it did terribly at the box yeah. office. We went to see The Host on a whim, and all of us were just in the back ripping the piss out of the movie the entire time. Oh yeah, and it was it was it was. A very, very touching bonding experience between me and all my friends that I remember <laughs> wow. quite fondly. And I don't think the other people in the theater appreciated us ripping into the movie. And that was the first time where I really, truly fit in. Fit in. That was the first and last time. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that Stephen King, whatever the end. That social validation. Yeah. Whatever that this Stephen King good. line is where he's like, Ricky got shot in the face or whatever. You know, from the end of Stand By Me. No, never seen the movie. You never seen Stand by Me. I've got a movie uh, podcast. I've never seen that movie. I'm it's sorry. Okay. I'm I, only, sorry. <laughs> I only saw it like two years ago because it was on on Amazon Prime. Now TV. Now TV. Remember when we had Now TV? Yeah, we had Now TV for yeah. a small bit. Yeah, and we'd be like, "Oh, this movie's on here. You go watch that." And yeah. then you tell me the same thing. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Parasite. Parasite. Parasite's amazing. Go see it. The uh, the cinema was electric when we were watching it. I love it. I love when you can feel it. Yeah. The atmosphere. Also, I went in with preconceived ideas mm-hmm. and it slapped me in the face and shamed me for having those preconceived ideas. Yeah. You said something to me and I, I, I'm going to totally paraphrase and get it all wrong, but you said it's like two different genres yeah. is what you heard mm-hmm. and that it was almost like a romantic comedy that turns into a horror. Am I yeah. getting that right? Yeah, kind of like it's that. It's not at all like that. No. In my opinion, it's not at all like it's that. It's not. It might get darker in themes at, at points, but it's just a natural development of the story. It's totally. not at all like two movies. Funny enough, it's kind of like... And I went in with that idea and I was like, when's the switch going to be hit? Me too. You know? And Me I was like, oh, no. It's and I, for- funny enough, I was enjoying the movie so much I forgot to look out for the switch. I was enjoying the movie so much mm-hmm. that I was actually dreading the switch. Yeah, me Do you too. Know that? I me was too. actually, I was, it was in my head, and I was going, "Oh, I hope this doesn't when's, just when's totally the turn? 180. When's the turn? Yeah. yeah, and that never happens. There's a great natural progression to the movie, so yeah. I was totally wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong. Me and too. like, I mean, funny enough, it is kind of like, it's kind of like this is the way I would review it, and I don't want to give too much away. Where it's like, it's kind of like a black comedy. Where the percussion, per, the repercussions of what they've done, are quite realistic. You know what I mean? Do where it's agree, like yeah. a lot of movies would kind of end in like, oh, they f- certain things would happen, and but then there's a like unrealistic happy un- ending, unrealistic or like that. happy ending, whatever. When That's really just jammed in there, like- yeah. When really this is kind of a natural well. You know, these things happened and then, you know, because of that, these things happen. And then, of course, I mean, naturally, this can only really end one way yeah. and it ends like that, you know. And, and then we get the obvious result. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're totally it. And I, mean, and I mean, like when you're watching the movie, you're not you don't know what's happening. But when something happens, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. But you I know? love how you can't foresee any no. movement of the story no you're, you really can't if you're like oh well clearly this is gonna happen yeah. then you're like oh shame on me because yeah. I'm a dope It that's not gonna happen yeah um, and by the way this is I don't want people to think this foreign film wins best picture some high concept like high brow movie it really isn't it's yeah. just a really good movie yeah it's so simple and grounded it's a simple grounded movie dialogue easy to understand you're not gonna 
lovable, yeah. despicable characters. Lovable. I love a good, lovable, despicable Me character. Too. And there's many of them. There's so many of there's them. There's a collection of them. Yeah. I oh. love that. I actually love when you're you're on the side of the villain as such. I mean But they're not like super villainous, but I'm, you know, you're like this is not a this is not a good person. I wouldn't like this person in real life. Yeah. Because they'd most likely be doing that bad thing to me. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, oh, I'm not it's, cool enough to be the friend of that person. Yeah, I'm definitely the victim. The victim of that person. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I we're gonna talk about it later, but uh in Bruges, another example of a movie where you're kind of rooting for the villains. Yeah. And I Fully, love it. Yeah. yeah. And then it gets even deeper when you find out the mistake that Colin Farrell made. Totally. Like, Yeesh. And then, and but but then you're I like kinda like the guy though, and I feel yeah. sorry for him. It's like I like Oh, oh my God! Characters who are nuanced, you know. Yeah. It's anyway. Look, we, I I think we should probably stop talking about Parasite because one thing. Just yes, one of thing course, I of add. course, absolutely. Um, as a subtitled movie goes, yeah, I'm not the quickest reader, and mm. this is at such a nice pace. Yeah, and I I'm a big fan of the Raid One and Two, and I always struggle to read those movies and see what's going on and on mm. the the screen at the same time because. Literally, they'll just say one or two words, yeah, and or one or two noises comes out of their mouth, mm-hmm. and then there's just a paragraph of shit. And I'm like, oh my god, like you know, yeah. And um, this is so nicely paced mm. that oh. it's not as if you're like struggling to read or yeah. anything like that. The only thing I will say is, and this comes with it being a foreign film, uh, I can't remember characters' names, which kind of sucks. I know, I yeah. get that too. Yeah, it kind of sucks because I don't relate to any single name. Yeah. Well, they do have American names in it at one stage, and that won't say, and that's the only reason I can kind of remember. But so the main characters, like the main character, there's the Pack family, I think. Yes, and then there's the other family. Other family. I don't know. I don't know their names, and I, 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 I actually feel bad about it because I like the characters so much. It's I know. Like, I wish I knew your name. You yeah. know what I mean? And and that's just me being an ignorant, ignorant person, basically. Actually, we also spoke about this after seeing the movie. Yeah. Korean movies, the actors kind of have a style of exaggerating emotions. Yeah. And this is so much more of a Western type of Korean movie. Yeah. It's weird to say, but it's almost like it was made for Hollywood. Yeah. It was almost made as if like, hey, take notice. Yeah. You know, kind of movie. It's not as if you're not watching it going, oh, Jesus, Mm -hmm. that's not how how other actors would do it. It's, It's just... You know what I yeah. mean? Like the exaggerate things that sometimes, yeah. especially Asian cinema in general. Yes, there's there's an element of that. It's there's like, a style to it as oh, well. Yeah, like to, it's actually known. And there's it's a cool style. style. And it's like, it's like anime. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, their own thing. Yeah, and I enjoy that. But this definitely kind of transcends uh, countries and borders and all that. Yeah, um, the, the it's the Park family. Sorry, the Park I family. Pack, didn't I? Yeah, I know. Only because I'm looking it up because I was like, you know what? I This deserves to be looked up because I enjoyed it so much. Um, and then it's the Kim family. Kim. Is that the main family? Yes. Kim's. Yes. Yeah. The the family yeah. you kind of follow. And then, yeah. So it's the Kim family. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And the second name comes first in, in right. Korean. Okay. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so we go, couldn't. Please, please go see Parasite. Because, yeah. it, like, honestly, I really don't think, it, if you like movies at all, it's really not a waste of time. Not it's, at all. It's very easily digestible. And actually, this is kind of second to that, is that um, mm-hmm. it's getting developed into a HBO TV series. Yeah, which is with weird. Adam McKay involved. Yeah, I know. With the original director and supposedly Tilda Swinton and Mark Ruffalo are oh. in talks. Oh, I can imagine Tilda. I know exactly who each of them will be playing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm okay with it. Me too. I want to see it. I don't, but again, the original 
it's so perfect already. I know. It's weird, isn't yeah. it? But hey. Whatever. Look. Listen. But if the director's involved in it, so if he's writing the scripts or is overseeing the scripts. Yeah. I can get something interesting. Look, I can get behind that. Hopefully, though, it's it's a bit original at the same time. Like they kind of take that concept and run with it. It's supposed to be like a mini series, maybe a five episode. I wouldn't like to see a Western remake of it. It's HBO as well, so you kind of know they have they've got Mm -hmm. that kind of certified. They're gonna put money into it. They're gonna they're gonna they never truly make trash. The equivalent of the Fargo TV show to the Fargo movie. Oh, if we get something like that, yeah, holy shit, we're in for a treat. Okay, we should move on because yes. we'll end up spoiling this movie, and I, I've, I don't, I really don't want. We've come close. I really do not want to do that. It's and uh, I kind of want to at the same time because yeah. I want to talk about it. Yeah, but we shouldn't. Maybe at some stage when it's completely finished, we'll talk about how great it is. The Spy Who Loved Me. The Spy Who Loved Me. We only watched one Bond movie this yeah, week. Yeah, we're on to Bond. Yeah. Sorry, it's my fault. We oh, only watched it's one. It's my fault as well. I keep pushing Ian to record earlier and earlier yeah, and work well, harder. It's because I seen Sonic and yeah. I seen Parasite. Yeah. And I was like, I need to watch The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. But um, yeah, we only watched one. We yeah. might make up make up for it next week. We'll yeah. watch three. I think we're going to go for the triple. Go oh, for the trifecta. Baby, the triple. Yeah, Roger Moore trifecta. The huh? Roger Moore trifecta. Ian, you're finally going to get to watch Moonraker. Finally! Finally. It's been teased again. It's like I know. Bond. I you know. know he's teasing it out every time. I so want to see Moonraker. Finally, he's going to... So badly. He's going to fuck you, finally. <sighs> finally, Ian. You're getting, the yes, call, you're, get, you're getting the call up to the big leagues. Oh, I can't wait. Well, I'm ready I for you, can't Ian. wait. Yeah. The crown jewels. Crown jewels, baby. Teabagging. And, yeah. And, you know, it's you're going to like it, I think. Um, Brilliant. But anyway, The Spy Who Loved Me, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's really good. Have to I, say. I watched it. You watched it. You don't like it as much as I do. I don't like it as much as you do, but yeah. at the same time, so many elements I enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, like, I think f- this is better than The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, and I don't think it needs much to be better than that. No. I don't really like The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. I like Christopher Lee. Yeah. I don't like his third nipple. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm not even a big fan of Nick Knack. Yeah. I, I would I would put the man with the golden gun is currently I, at the bottom of my Roger, Roger Moore, Moore rankings. No, yeah. we're only three in. We're only yeah, three, three D. Three in. I would go. Live and Let Die is one of my favorite Bond movies. Live you know and, I would go Live and Let Die. It's so not the norm as well, like yeah. Urban Bond. Yeah, I know. But Live and Let Die, Spy Who Loved Me, and the Man with the Golden Gun so far. Totally, I would totally yeah. agree with that. But like the Spy Who Loved Me, it's been three years since the last Bond movie. Am I right? Yeah. Three, three years three because years. of loads of different issues loads, they had there was con- legal issues legal as well. issues contract issues uh, the bad John- guy was supposed to be Blofeld bad guy was supposed to be Blofeld they couldn't do it couldn't do it uh, John Barry isn't doing the score yeah because of tax reasons tax I couldn't reasons. find out more details he's dodging taxes that's what I assume yeah me too so John Barry's not in it <laughs> someone says tax right, reasons when someone it's- says tax reasons I'm always like tax avoidance gotta be it has right? to be it has, has to, to be. be tax avoidance like what else is it yeah they wouldn't let me pay more tax, you know? Yeah. I want to pay extra tax, please. Yeah. yeah, please let me pay more taxes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, The Spy Who Loved Me, it's, uh, it's got a, it's real campy, but in, in my opinion, in the best possible way. I think this is pure, they've hit their stride when it yeah. comes to yeah. Roger Moore kitschness. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so I go on. And here's, the, no, 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 you can keep it. And here's the thing, maybe I'm only on board for it because it's the first time they've gone full Roger Moore kitschness. Oh, full on. You know? May, and the uh, minute from the now, Disco Bond yeah. team Disco hits. Bond. This is, I have a problem with the Disco Bond team. 
And this is my problem. It fits so well. Yeah. <laughs> it, fits it fits so when he hits the slopes yeah. and the, the, the disco bond team yeah. hits, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is so perfect I that know. I'm like, we have another level of kitschness. Yeah. And I'm, it actually hurts for me that, that, it, that it works so well. I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, this it's, is gonna, it's getting goofier. Yeah. It's 1977. We're in the 70s, coming up to the 80s. You know, it's, do you think John Barry, though, was like, fuck's sake, man? Oh, I, I missed one movie. Yeah. I missed one. one movie, and you do this to my beautiful score. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it, though. I love the disco I, bombs. I missed one tax payment. <laughs> and then I missed one movie. IRS up my ass for and, three years. And I fucking have to listen to this disco shite. Yeah. Um, but. I like to think that's how he reacted. I like, I, well, he probably did, but I, I'm like, John Barry, it's okay. I really like this movie. <laughs> um, and then we have the great stunt. Like, James The Bo- best stunt so, so far. far, anyway. Yeah. yeah, so far. 100%. Running along the crocodiles, though. Yeah, man. We watched behind the scenes. And the guy actually did that. Multiple They're real times. crocodiles. Those are real crocodiles. He just has- tied somewhat in place. They're yeah. tied in place. And. Crocodiles have good memories. They've good memories indeed. Yeah. They're waiting for him. They were waiting for him to snap at him because they knew he Here was going to keep food doing again. it. Yeah. Here comes the food. <laughs> and because Roger Moore is just James Bond in real life, kind of, he insisted on wearing crocodile skin shoes for that scene. <laughs> and then the guy, obviously, when he was doing his stunt double, had, had to, to dress wear. in them. Yep. Yeah. And at one stage, he gets his shoe caught in the mouth of yeah, a crocodile. Like one of the crocodiles became a cannibal for a second. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, uh, Eating his, his brother or some shit like that. But despite that, and despite the flip, car flip scene in The Man with the Golden Gun, the, the, the barrel. Hate that sound effect. It ruins it. <laughs> it does ruin it. It does. The jump off the cliff to silence is great. It's, oh my God, this, what a glorious stunt. The, yeah, the guy falls for so long. So long. And it's one shot. Yeah. Uncut. Uncut. It's like something you'd see in a modern day Mission Impossible movie. Yes. Yeah. And it would be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise would be doing it. He'd have a GoPro just so you can see his face. Yeah, exactly. Um, That stunt is fantastic. It's amazing. I was in awe watching Mm. it. And I will say... Go straight from the disco B, and then all of a sudden it's just quiet. And he's free falling. Yeah. Free falling. And you're like, oh shit, he's close to the ground. And then Union Jack mm, parachute. I will say the music team tune hits. The music doesn't hit right, in my opinion, for that one. I will the, say I actually like how the music hits. Do you myself. really? Yeah. Okay. I do. You were explaining it to yeah. me, and I was like, I disagree. But oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Wow, we really disagree on this movie. I like. We this. do, but yeah. no, I do. As I said to you earlier on yeah. before the podcast, I said. To me, it's a poorly written movie mm. that has some amazing Bond moments. I that's, agree. That's how I feel. Like, yeah. I, I mean the the villain. Can, can we just explain the villain's intentions in this Stormberg. movie? Stormberg. Stormberg. This guy, he wants to live under the sea. He wants to under the sea. <laughs> Everything's better when you get wetter. Down with Stormberg. Finish. <laughs> yes, I'm finished. Now. So all he wants to do yeah. is cause a nuclear war. Yeah. He, where they blow Russia and America <laughs> blow up each other. He, and he starts a society like Atlantis under the water under the water he he can kidnap submarines by their weight because he can find them because of how much they weigh that's never really explained no no it's they're not ju- they're just kind of he was like yes this technology quite, exists now yes it's quite simple really you see he can track them by their weight yeah he uses the flim flam you he, know the flim flam the flim flam you know your spleen or and whatever. of course Bond's that guy who always has to pretend like he knows everything oh, yes. so he's like oh, of course I've read papers on the flim flam uh, is this even possible Q <laughs> and then Q says it's possible and he goes, and he goes oh I've read papers on yeah, that yeah actually I was testing you and you passed Q yeah you passed Q well done 
Mm. Yeah, and M is like she's not being as passive aggressive as he used to be for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he's actually kind of okay with Bond yeah, in this one. Yeah, they kind of get on. They're kind of more like buddies like they were in the first ones. You know the bad guys got webbed hands? Yes, yeah, they did. They don't really show no, that. No, they don't address that, do you they? You would think when the actor's putting on the prosthetics, he's putting on those webbed gloves. He was like, okay, I'm going to make sure people know yeah. that I have webbed hands, but no. No, you barely see it. Here's I, I actually thought for a minute the actor had webbed hands because he didn't focus on <laughs> yeah. it. And then I read up on it. It was like, no, the character has webbed hands. Yeah. It just kind of went, I don't know, maybe there's scenes that were deleted, you know, they just yeah. didn't use where they actually kind of go, surely Bond mm-hmm. had to make yeah. like, some sort of quip about his hands. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like you were saying, and I'll give you the full credit for this, that you were watching Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. And he said that the thing about a villain is you don't have to agree with them, but you should at least understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Understand his position. Yeah. His, why he's a bad guy. Why he's, a, what, what his motives are, it, what his intentions are. And, you know, just understand him. What does he necessarily want to achieve where this guy just seems crazy? He's, he's just like a crazy rich guy. He's a crazy rich guy who can like... Who kids- loves sharks and fish. And- yeah. Uh, like it's, it's very hard to explain. He's a really He's a really bad main villain. But because of that, we get an introduction to the best henchman so far in Jaws. Jaws. The seven foot four... 7-2. Seven 7-2, two. Seven two, excuse me. Because Andre the Giant Andre is 7-4 because we were wondering which one's taller. Yeah. The 7 foot 2 Richard Keel as Jaws and he he's is so good. awesome. He's so good. He immediately pops off the screen for a guy who never speaks. He's very charismatic. So scary. So scary. So memorable. You know? Those Jaws are just, oh, they're oh, horrendous. They're great. And again, you were saying like he has those great moments of when he gets knocked down. What does he do? Pass, brushes off his suit, fixes himself. On and to he, the next one. You were, yeah, you told me this great bit of trivia where when Jaws, he doesn't die at the end, he emerges from the water. Yes. And he was meant to die originally. And yeah, people originally the, he wrote it in that he died. That he died. Oh, he was dropped into, you know what I mean? Right, so in the movie he gets dropped into uh, a pool of sharks. Yeah. And of course he, yeah. He, he eats the sharks. Oh, it's amazing. They switch it around. He he bites the sharks. Yeah. Originally, he was supposed to be dropped into a furnace. Oh. And then he bites the fire. Yeah, he bites the fire <laughs> and the fire bites him. Yeah. And then he, yeah. So, yeah, originally, he was supposed to be dropped into a furnace and just die. Yeah. But the producers and the director was like, you know, this is a great character. Yeah. Maybe he should live and be in the sequel. Do you know his name from the book? No. No, you, you had No, it a- it's a weird name. Yeah. Uh, any, anyway, he's a different name in the book, but I love... Obviously, Jaws, great name. Totally. Yeah. Especially for a water-themed villain as well. I know, but, yeah. But like, oh man, apparently the people in the audience cheered when he was alive. When he when he survived. Like, they he, were so happy. He pops up at the end, like after the whole great kitschy bass is sunk that's just oh God, amazing yeah. and terrible at the exact same time. Yeah. And he just starts swimming. And it's like, I believe he swims to shore. Oh, I 100%. Totally I totally buy that he swims. Like he yeah. can just if he has to eat the water, he'll he'll get there. Exactly. He'll get there. He definitely will. But uh he's easily he's like he's such a good part of this movie. To me he's a super goon. Yeah. I look like I think odd job and him are the the only goons so far where I go bullets would bounce off his chest, yeah. you know? They've got super strength. Yeah. They, they kind of just have super strength. He, I mean, like he starts ripping apart a car. He gets reversed into, and he's and it's so believable. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he'd rip a car, he apart totally that van rip, or whatever it is. Yeah, ah, uh, but I mean, so we've kind of he lifts Roger Moore up at one point, and you can see the distress in Roger Moore's face. There's no yeah. wire. No, he's like, whoa, whoa, friend. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Moore Watch looks, out there. looks genuinely terrified during <laughs> yeah. every fight scene. He he looks like a baby in Richard Keel's hands. Yeah, and I I've never seen him act better. 
Yeah, he really is. Probably that when he's in, when uh, Jaws has that grip, those yeah. shovel hands oh my around his neck. Yeah, he just looks like, oh my god, mm. uh, please don't kill me in yeah. real life. Yeah, I know. I was saying to you, he looks like one of the Bond girls. Yeah, he one does. of the likes of um, Sean, Connery Sean Connery has a leering at them. Yeah. You know. When he's got that bikini around your one's neck, it's, <laughs> the, the roles are reversed. Roles are reversed this time. Jaws is putting Bond in a Me Too situation. Jo- if Jaws go- wants to fuck it, he he's gonna, gonna fuck, fuck it. He's like Brock Lesnar, you know. That's gonna be some hickey as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, that is not going down in a few no, days. You're like Let a me Bond tell you. Victim. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, like we talked about Jaws, but again, like there are some problems with the movie. Like we said, I think for the first hour, this is a great Bond film it moves along at a great pace if anyone's listened to the podcast you're yeah. like wait hold on the fir- that's literally the opposite of what we usually say about these movies I know the first They're like end loaded usually yeah the first hour hour 20 of this movie is so good moves along blistering pace you're having fun the whole time literally it's- the opposite Oh yeah, of all these bomb of all movies. the bomb, it's like oh, love it, love it, love it. Oh, that that was that was a bit naff, but we're gonna keep going, we're keep going. Yeah. And then when it gets to the finale, and you're like, you're in the villain layer, and every like he's kind of basically the more Stormbergs in it, the worse it gets. I know. He's so underdeveloped. Yeah. Because it's such an outlandish plan that you're like, well. Okay, I need some backstory here. I need to know shit about what's going on in this guy's head because literally yeah. he seems like an absolute nutcase. Like, there's a, what's the what's the real reason behind yeah. this? There isn't. What like why are you going for? I hate land people. Why are you going for quiet and menacing with this villain when he's his plan his is plan is it's crazy? It's outrageous. You webbed hands. Be a fish person and talk like this, maybe or something. Oh my god! And do you know what I thought? Right when I was watching Goldfinger, yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" So Goldfinger wants to blow up Fort Knox so that the gold that he owns yeah. and multiplies in value. Yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, this guy's like, "Hey, I want to blow up the world and live under the sea." Yeah, completely ridiculous. Okay, it's easily the craziest villain plan we've had so far. Did he have webbed hands because he identifies as a fish? Maybe, maybe. I mean, he has some very attractive hench ladies. That's for sure. Oh we should, my god, we should, he does. We should move on to the Bond girls in this movie. This may Please. be this may be pound for pound the best looking Bond girls. Do you think? I th- so far, so far, so far, because all of them are like knockouts. The, I don't know if this director, yeah, is into large breasts. Yeah, but he, but there's it's pretty clear. There's many, there's yeah. many. There's at least fifteen. Like every background woman or anyone that is implied to have spoken or slept with James Bond is stunningly beautiful with the chest out yeah for everyone to see every scene I mean we're moving into the 70s that's what it's late 70s as well 77 so I think you know it's it's more okay fashion to show more flesh because we didn't see that much okay he's fucking everyone you don't really get to see like the their bodies that much no. now we're seeing a lot of them I mean you see them in a bikini and it's a big deal you it's know a what big I mean? deal yeah yeah whereas now we're kind of like okay there's not much left to the imagination okay. in some of these and it's like how do we get these women in more revealing clothing each time <laughs> you know? know without seeming too creepy do you think th- I don't think they had those conversations neither though. do They're I like, it will be creepy I'm like so you get taken by Stromberg and he's naturally he's gonna put you in this and your red dress yeah you're close it's like Patrick Stewart and yeah extras. exactly yeah, yeah yeah and then all your clothes fall he's off. like and I'm rescuing these women yeah. and, then, and they try uh, to put it on but it's too late I've, it's too seen, late. Everything. I've seen everything yes yeah, so I've seen everything exactly That's a, yeah there's I don't think there's any planning there's yeah. no like meeting of like okay we want to see everything yeah 
How do we see everything? What's the natural progression of these women to wear less? Oh, well, her clothes falls off. We'll just make them wear less, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's yeah. the 70s. What are they going to do about it? George Lucas once told Carrie Fisher, she was like, hey, why why am I not wearing a bra under this thing? And George Lucas, oh, there ain't no, there aren't any bras in space. That's what he told her. He said, there's no bras in space. <laughs> All the technology and he's like, well, yep. no bras invented yet? Yeah, that's canon. That and Jar Jar are canon. There you go. Enjoy. Straight straight from the horses. Is that why Jar Jar doesn't have a bra? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. It says uh, straight from the horses uh neck chin. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh Bond has a female counterpart on the Russian side in this one. It's Vin Diesel, it's triple X. <laughs> it's triple X, Agent Triple X. Agent Triple X. They fake you out with a George Lazenby lookalike. Yeah. Turns out it's the sexiest woman. And in this the is world. supposed to be like his equal and then they so half arse it. Like, they're they, kind of like, hey, here's Bond's equal. Uh, no, no, Bond's better. Way yeah. better. Yeah, I mean, they, they... She they, gets the upper hand once or twice. Yeah. But not really using the Bond techniques. I wanted to see her bed some guys. Yeah, yeah. Or just flirt, at least, yeah. you know? With right some, in front of Bond. With someone, yeah. And he's the jealous lover exactly. then. He's like, what the... Put Bond in the position that he put Goodnight. Have him hide in a closet while she tries to seduce someone. Yes! Standing in there, like, tapping his foot and everything. He's jacking it. He's like, you know he's really yeah, jacking he's it. Yeah, he's like, I find this very humiliating. Yeah. And then, uh, but, like, yeah, she, she like, when she gets the one up on him. You know, yeah, because when, when he opens the door, Goodnight's like, oh, my God, how long has it been? When she opens the door, he's like, don't ever fucking do that don't to me again. Don't ever fucking do that to me again. Don't you find me, you find me, you find, you find me attractive, you like right? Me, I'm a five-star man. You like me, yeah? You you like me. I'm a five-star man. I'm a five-star man. I'm a five-star man. Yeah. Oh. I'm James Bond. I'm James Bond, bitch. Um, Chicken mustard. Yeah, exactly. He's like, for for some reason, it's like, <laughs> on set Roger Moore's like don't you ever fucking it's like Roger Roger Roger, Roger it's bring a, it down it's a scene bring simmer it, down bring simmer it down. down a bit yeah we're not or we'll get Jaws to yeah. subdue you again we're looking for you know Bond to be threatening not domestic violence <laughs> threatening you know but um, I mean the actress's name what's her she's married to Ringo Starr yeah I don't know her name oh, I can look God. it up I'll look Please it up. Do. She's beautiful and she's stunning. Not a great actress, but you know, it can't... she really isn't yeah. a great actress. Yeah, like she's a it's bit so flat. Apparent. She can't decide whether she's doing a Russian accent for the whole thing or not. Okay, Bond. Okay, it... Bond. She sounds like she's literally reading cue cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cue cards. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, she's when she gets the one up on Bond and when she's kind of, you know. I'm just as good as you. It's the best part of the movie, which is again... It really is. Which is again the first hour when they're kind of having that back and yeah, forth. Yeah, the back and forth. And like she... like For example, Bond takes the keys for the car. She he, she runs back to try and get in and then she sits there and she waits and everything. Yeah. Puts the microfilm there. like, And then when she steals it back from him later, but it turns out he's actually already looked at it and he knows parts of have been course. redacted. And it's parts that she's missed. Yeah. Of course, because she's a female. Yeah. She doesn't know as well as I, Bond knows. I, you see, I thought they went a step through far there. For him to say, you know, I looked at it and I've seen that you've redacted some stuff. Not to be like, I looked at it and you've missed something, you dumb, idiot, stupid woman. Yeah, I know. How can you be as good as a man at this? Yeah. It's just... Oh, anyway, what's her name? Barbara Bach. Barbara Bach. Anya Amasova. Ooh, I like that. Agent Amasova. Yeah, and a Bond... Pure sex, like, honestly. I love how, like, in every Bond movie, there is a... You know, we're going to... How can Bond have sex with... How can we set it up so this woman would never have sex with James Bond just so he can have sex with her? Oh, it's perfect. Bond, it's actually one of the best ones. It is. It's the best... Kind of story yeah. elements that they never do, really. Yeah. Bond kills her boyfriend 
Like, yeah. and she doesn't know that at the beginning. Yeah. She finds out later on in the movie, and then for the whole for the rest of the movie, there's this tension there because she clearly she clearly wants she clearly likes she wants him, a bit of that, and she realizes that she has these feelings for him. But he also killed her last boyfriend, who was in fairness trying to kill him, trying so, to kill him. You yeah. know, it's a bit totally. So there's a great dynamic back and forth that they don't develop enough. She, no, like not the, at all. Like for the rest of the movie, she's kind of again relegated to the back seat. She says like, "Okay, at the end of this mission, yeah. I'm going to put this bullet in the back of your head." Yeah, and then that's kind of it. Yeah, then it's almost like she kind of she kind of forgets. And at the end, it's played for laughs. Yeah, yeah, and it's like like it was ne- like we knew it was never going to happen. Yeah, but there's no intention no. in her eyes when she puts the gun up to him. She's just like. You know what? I want to be powerful. Yeah. But you've already seduced me completely. Yeah. There could have been a moment. Sexually, I am absolutely yours. <laughs> there was a and be- he knows it. Yeah. He's not He's not bothered at all. He's like, I'm trying to open a bottle of champagne. I'm trying to open a bottle put of champagne. Put the gun away. Can you, put, can you, put you the- want to see a weapon? Yeah. You want to see a weapon? You want to see a weapon? I don't shoot blanks. Uh, normally, where I come from, a convicted man gets a last request. Oh, she says, yeah. what's your last request? Anal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anal, <laughs> anal, please. <laughs> no, he says, "Let's get out of these wet clothes." Oh my god! And then she smiles, and she, even like she's barely been covered by anything anyway. Yeah. She wears some beautiful outfits in this. We should say the Stormberg's escape pod. Yeah, is a, a bed. F- it's a fuck. Pad. It's a fuck pad. It yeah. is. It's a total fuck pad. There's no. There's no food anywhere. Yeah. There's just champagne. If Careless Whisper had come out by then, it would be playing oh, yeah, when you got exactly. in there on repeat. <laughs> Yeah, the second you step in there, that's the thing. Maybe it did come out. No, yeah. Do you have water? No, but I've got candles. And... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just it's just candle lighting. I know. And for some reason, it has a big peephole that has a curtain as well. So every a curtain. So everyone's boss can leer in as she's. The two oh of them are Bond! Having, oh you, Bond! What are you doing, 007? What are you doing to finger wag from yeah. him? And then Bond goes, oh, keeping it up, keeping up relations for the country. Oh. And then the curtain comes down, and then it goes, the spy who. Love me. You are so... Oh, oh God, the, the Navy worst. singing the theme tune. We disagree on the theme tune. I love the theme tune. I think it's a great song. I think it's a great, it's a great song. song but you think it's a great you, song, you know but not what, a good though? Bond theme. I'm going back on what I said. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When we were watching it there, I was like, you know, you're right. Yeah. You're right, actually. I do love that song. Uh, and I, I do think it's a great Bond tune. I, th- I, I think it... it uh, I, see, I missed the brass and I kind of... Hmm. I'm expecting it, but no, it is. It's a really good song. I think it just it has all the right hits for a, a good Bond song. When I was you listening know? to it, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm going back yeah. on what I said." Yeah, yeah. right. It, it's, it's really good. Yeah, I think it does a good job of walking the line, like Goldfinger and everything does, where it's kind of like a ballad. Yeah. But then it's powerful and it's like it's really good. Uh, it's the f- <coughs> excuse me. It's the first Bond tune yeah. to not be named after the movie. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, it's the first Bond tune because it's not called The Spy Who Loved Me. What's the song called? Uh, no One Does It Better, I think oh, it's called. Oh, yes, it's Nobody Does It Better. No, yeah, Nobody Does It Better. Nobody does. That's the first one yeah. wow. where it's not named directly yeah. after the movie, even though the title is in the lyrics. What about the um, We've Got All the Time in the World by um, in Honor Majesty's Secret Service? It must be called You Only Live Twice. Yeah. It must be. I've read No, well, not You Only Live Twice. Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that'd be weird if the song yeah. was called... Oh yeah, but that's not really a Bond it's not theme. A theme. They don't just, have it at the start. It is the theme, it's but it's not. It. It's it's in it. Yeah. During a a romantic montage. Yeah, with Diana Rigg. We're gonna need a montage. <laughs> Even Rocky had a montage. montage. I've got some trivia about this movie. Okay, hit me with it. A huge popular figure in in music musical history. Yeah. This was his final movie. His final movie. Well, his final movie that he's seen in the cinema, at least. Oh, this was Elvis's, Elvis's. Oh. last 
movie that he's seen in a cinema. That that's confirmed. Oh. I read that in IMDb's <laughs> trivia, and I was like, I gotta confirm this. And I looked at multiple yeah. sources. This was the last movie that he's seen yeah. in a cinema, at least. Maybe he watched something at home. IMDb is such a shithole for trivia. I know it's awful. You can read. You could you yeah. read one thing saying, "Oh well, Roger yeah. Moore was forty-seven while he was making this movie." Now you look at another one. Roger Moore was seventeen when he made this movie. Man, it's where good trivia goes to die. Anyway, we won't yeah. get into that. So I had to confirm it. And yeah. I looked at a few different websites, mm-hmm. and this is it was six days before his death. Aww. He's seen that movie in the cinema. Now he, he was a movie buff. I'm I like sure how he, I like how Bond has sex with the girls. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do a, a Bond. Team tune at one point. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. but I've been to Elvis's house. I went on a tour really? of it in Graceland. Yeah, in Graceland. Yeah, wow, when I was there, cool. and uh, he was big. It was a huge movie buff. Like he, his home theater downstairs it was decked out. Like it was so right, cool. Yeah, for the time. So he's obviously. probably he probably watched other movies after mm. that, but that was the last one that he seen oh, in a cinema. Man, six days before his death. That's so cool. What about the soundstage stuff? Oh, I've got oh god, a glorious, beautiful bit, piece of trivia. Mm. So the soundstage was the biggest soundstage yeah. ever made at the time. Yeah, it was huge. They spent over a million on the on the set for what was the set for? It was um, the ocean. It's not his lair, not oh. the bad guy's lair, but his his boat, his ship. Oh, okay. You know where all the action happens at yeah. the end, where it actually kind of just loses the run of itself. Yeah, strangely, it really for does. a Bond um, movie, you're like, oh, I don't really care much for the ending. Yeah, me neither. Um, anyway the soundstage was so vast it was mm-hmm. so huge and the cinematographer I, I forget his name mm-hmm. um, by the way this movie sits at a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes which I think is pretty fair you know that's that's about yeah it is actually li- that's about in line with what I would say and there are modern reviews by the yeah, way yeah modern reviews but here let me get this out because this is this is beautiful oh absolutely so Claude René you would maybe yeah. say would you say Renor René Renor whatever either way he was the cinematographer. His eyesight was deteriorating at the time. And the set was so vast that where they were putting the cameras, yeah. he couldn't clearly see the ending of the set. Holy shit. So he couldn't figure out how to adequately light certain parts of the set. Because, you know, you had to look at it from where the camera was going to be. Jesus. And he couldn't figure it out. So his friend came to advise him. Mm-hmm. A little guy called Stanley Kubrick. No. Had a secret set visit where he advised him on how to light certain parts of the set that's so cool it's wow so cool. man I'm glad you told me that that's also awesome. Spielberg nearly directed this movie Steven as well Steven Spielberg but imagine Stanley Kubrick on the set imagine Stanley Kubrick helping the cinematographer for a Steven Spielberg movie <laughs> that'd be so weird <laughs> uh, anyway um, we should move off this because there's lots of big news but I I really like this movie I think um, when it comes to the kitschness of the Roger Moore ones if you're going to watch one, watch this. It oh my fully God. embraces We it. never talked about the underwater car. The car is... The Lotus. Ma- the Lotus. What's it called? I won't... Esp something. Yeah. Anyway, it's... It's... It's so good. It's so iconic. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. It's a, Esprit. Esprit. Lotus Esprit. It's the Roger Moore car. Like, when you think of Roger Moore, this would be the car. Definitely. I, I thought... I went... In my head, I went, oh, I've never seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. And then the car arrived, yeah. and I was like, oh... I know I've seen this is. movie that's the underwater yeah. car yeah it's um, done so well it's done beautifully when it goes into the water when it drives out the use of miniatures everything about it is amazing it's such a cool car the car it's chase so the car iconic ch- the car chase leading up to it is great like uh, everything to do with the Lotus is yeah. awesome Jaws and the Lotus yeah. for me are the biggest elements that I just took with me as a child yeah me too 
You I don't even remember the, the whole underwater base. Neither do now, I. The, just as a kid, I just never took it in. No, me neither. But, and, I mean, that's the thing a kid would take away. The cool henchman and the cool car. And the cool car. Yeah. That's it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he, oh, I had a toy that was this Lotus and it would transform no. from a car into the Lotus. Wow, oh, yeah. my God. I, had I want the, it. I had it in the bath with me all the time when I was a kid. That's the sort of thing that you throw away and then later on you're like, I wish I kept that. That was my Lotus. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. Um, anyway, we should move on uh, because we've done reviews. Um, should we do trailers or do you want to just move on to news and talk about... Um, because there is big news. There's the Billie Eilish Bond still, theme. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good idea. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, do you want to pull up the Batsuit reveal and we can watch it again just to remind ourselves? Yeah, Gladly. Excellent. Okay. So, while we're on the subject of Bond, we should talk about the new Billie Eilish theme for yes. No Time to Die. No Time to Die. What's Night? it called? No Time to Die. No Time to Die. No Time to Die. No time to die. She, uh, she really flipped the switch on that Whoa. one. So, I like the song. I thought it was pretty good. It's not a great Bond theme. It's I don't think... I don't hear it as a Bond theme. Yeah, it's a good song. There are definitely like... it's Yeah, it is a good song. Yeah. There are like Bond elements in it, for sure. Like, they're def- I see what they're going for. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe when I see it over the title sequence, I'll be like, well, maybe this fits a bit more. I have problems with it, though. Yeah. I think it's, it's where it's placed. Yeah. Skyfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ballad. A Bond ballad. Yeah. Then we have... Um, writing on the wall. Yep. Yeah, Spectre. Spectre writing, writing on, the on the wall. Ballad. No venom in it. No. Nice and soft. Mm-hmm. And then we have Billie Eilish. A ballad again. Yeah. It gets intense for a minute. Yeah. And then it's, it's kind of quiet again. Yeah. That's my problem, actually. It's just yeah. like... It's three in a row. I know. And like, it's funny... I miss the brass. I miss the stabs. Me too. And um, when you pointed that out to me, it, I actually I 100% changed my opinion where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm sick of this trio of ballads. You know, yeah. I really wanted, I, I would have liked something that hit a bit heavier. Because again, that's what we like about Daniel Craig's Bonds. You know, he's a bruiser. He was a heavy hitter. Yeah, he's yeah. very intimidating. He's like ruthless. And his themes are all kind of melodramatic and everything and yeah it, Casino Royale was great yeah I really enjoyed that Chris Cornell one I know it's cheesy but I love it in the Quantum of Solace I'm a fan yeah. I don't know it, do you know what I, what I like about the Quantum of Solace team mm-hmm. is that Jack White went into it going I'm making a Bond team yeah 100% yeah and no, even if you don't like it mm-hmm. you could so hear the Bond, the Bond elements of it mm-hmm. and when I listened to the last three songs Skyfall though had a Bond drama about it. Absolutely. And I think it was appropriate after the two songs before. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Where writing on the wall, I just don't like it. Don't like it I, at all. I don't like it. It does. It's just too nice. You know what? There's no, it's, that's what there's my no problem edge. is. There's no edge. No edge. Where at least Skyfall, mm-hmm. as I said, there's drama. You, yeah. you feel it where, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't like it. And I mean, even like for the themes of Skyfall and everything, it's the song. I think it really it it's a great. It's uh it as you said the placement though yeah. it is perfect because we it's had perfect. these two hard hitting yeah t- uh, Bond teams. You're like now we have now, a more sadder one. Yeah, I was gonna say compl- and Bond gets a lot deeper in yeah. Skyfall. I was gonna say it compliments the movie. I was trying to think of the word compliments. Compliments it, the movie very it does. well. It really does. The whole theme of the movie, we, we get to see more of Bond. Yeah. Well, more of his backstory. Yeah. And, and it, it is, yeah, it's perfectly placed. He's in a sadder place in his life, you know? 100%. Yeah. Um, and then Spectre, I haven't seen, so I really can't comment on how it 
you yeah. know, compliments the movie. But I really don't like the theme that it has no teeth and it starts off decent where I'm like, oh, this could be something. Yeah. I just, it's really lame. It's, it's just lame. Yeah. The, the, the chorus. Yeah. Is so flat. Yeah. It's just so flat. Uh, You're like, oh, okay. The chorus happened. Yeah. Yeah, whereas... Because you feel like... See, there's... It's so small at the mm-hmm, start that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, the chorus is going to... It's going to be... It's going to hit in. The writing and on the wall, we're going to get a big note, you know, and it's going to oh, be... Oh, the, the, uh, the chorus has less balls. Yeah, it has less balls. Than the verse. Oh. That had... So now we're in minus balls. Yeah, we're minus on the balls now, and it's yeah. just... It's just no fun. I don't have no. fun when I listen yeah. to it. Whereas Billie Eilish's song, I actually am enjoying it. Like, I'm having a bit of fun, like, when it goes... Well, I fun and when it's like that, I'm yeah. like, I really enjoy those, all that. It's fun, but it's another ballad. It is another ballad, and it's and it's, it's an adequate song. Yeah, it's. I like it as a song. Me too. And maybe in in the context of the movie, yeah, we might fall in love with it. Maybe. I hope so. I me hope too. so. I want to. I want to love this new Bond movie. But I want it hard hitting, yeah. impactful, last for Craig's for Craig's last departure. Outing. Like this is yeah, this is this is swan song for Daniel Craig. Swan song is Bond. He wasn't going to do another one, and he came on to do this one. And it's you know it's potentially maybe the end of of Bond of James Bond. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted kind of a a big. Send off. I big wanted send a big off. send off. Yeah, I and did. Again, it's a good song, and if it was coming in maybe the middle of a James Bond run or something, yeah, it's no finale. I think that Bond, uh, no time to die. Yeah, that song is would be perfectly placed. Yeah, over Skyfall. Yeah, that whole mood, which I know we're just pretty much repeating ourselves I in know. a way. Yeah, but no, that it, that is the time for that. Yeah, for for Craig's last outing, it's I want it. Oh, oh yeah, big, and I want brash. I want Shirley Bassey. Yeah, I want it to reflect what we like about Daniel Craig. We like that he's ruthless and tortured, you know? Yeah. And all the... All, like He's a bruiser. He's a bruiser, but at the same time, he's a guy who's been hurt on an emotional level so yeah. many times and been betrayed so many times that he's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and, totally. And and again, like, his body is fucked as well. Yeah, and, and they address that in the trailer. They address it in the trailer. So, like, yeah, I, yeah. Want, I want something. I, I just want more teeth. Yeah, and it has a, do. and it has a bit of teeth. Yeah, but they it's just it's not there for me. No, and it's sad because again, like Billie Eilish, it's a good me too. song. I think I, it's a good song. I just it's poorly placed, and I would have preferred if maybe they didn't go for a more contemporary artist and went for someone and really went for a theme. As and a, get Shirley Bassey yeah. back. I want what I want. I was thinking about. It. I think yeah. I said it to you. I want Adele to write it yeah. with Shirley Bassey to sing yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I think uh, Adele has the right yeah. dramatic tone for Bond. Yeah, I want someone to write it who's not sad. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? I know. Don't be too sad. It's a Bond movie. Have a bit of fun. Yeah. You know, it, th- now we are watching, li- we literally watched Disco Bond. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we're coming at it but from that end of things as well. Live and Let Die, The Spy Who Loved Me, fun. You know, they're fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Get... Paul McCartney yeah. back. Just have some, just have Paul McCartney writes it, Shirley Bassey sings yeah. it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, Come on. That's that's gold. There's a sexy cocktail right there. The king and queen of Bond themes. Exactly. Yeah. Coming together for Daniel Craig's last outing. That's what I want. That would be beautiful. I, I just, I just wanted something with a bit more kick because yeah. I really love Daniel Craig as James Bond. I, I love even Quantum of Solace, you know, it's not a great movie. I love his character development. Skyfall and Casino Royale are probably two of my favorite James Bond movies. See, I even I um I attach a story 
to the song. Yeah. So if you think of Skyfall, yeah. it's very sad. He falls into the water and yeah. you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I want to know Bond's fate. Yeah. And then the sad, somber Skyfall mm-hmm. kicks in. Yeah. And we get a similar kind of feel where it's extremely sad. And then we've got um, the writing, the oh, writings wow. on the wall. Yeah. And of course, yeah, it's extremely sad again. Yeah. It's somber. You're down in the dumps. So in, in my head now, I'm like, so um, what's it? No Time to Die opens. Yeah. And we're going to have some really sad, sad yeah. heavy scene. Yeah. And then Billie Eilish is going to just fade in. I'm yeah. like, oh, I kind of wanted the the kick, you know, yeah, the impact. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm attaching a story to it already. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a bummer. The yeah. start's going to be a bummer. The start's going to be a bummer. Yeah. Man. That's going to be tough. Yeah. Anyway, look, um, I really wanted to like it. I really yeah. wanted to. I still think it's a good song. I, I really, I think it's a good song. I like Billie Eilish as an artist. Always have. I just, uh, it just didn't do it for me in the end. And, um, I mean, I'm still hopeful for the movie. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's not as if I think the movie's going to no. be bad now or anything like and that. It's, it hasn't turned me off the movie no, like writing, writing on the Wall did. Genuinely, when I heard <laughs> really? that, I was like, what a shit theme. How could they possibly let that be the theme for a Bond yeah. movie? And I was like, oh, I've, I've really had no interest in seeing it. And then the reviews came in and I was like, I really don't want to see it now because I enjoyed Skyfall so much. I got pissed off listening to the chorus. Of writing on the wall. Writing on the wall. I really did. I was like, so disappointing. Okay. Yeah. It's like fine. Okay. I I guess we're doing this. Yep. (sighs) It's just frustrating. Um. Anyway, we're gonna move on to some things. We're just gonna rave madly about. We'll probably wrap up on this. Hide your movie boner. Hide your movie boner. We're talking about the Robert Pattinson's bat suit. Oh, I love it. In all its glory. I love it. In all its rouge. Oh. It's beautiful. Crimson Glory. So, it's the color motifs of Batman the Animated Series. Boom. That's a win for me. The yeah. red and the black. Total win for me. The body armor, piecemeal together. The stitching. The honest. stitching, you can actually see. You can see the seams. Yeah. We don't get to see the horns. No horns. Which frustrates me. It does frustrate me. I imagine they're short horns. Or maybe, you know I what? don't know. You know I just yeah. can't. I mean, he is kind of a more slender Batman, not slender, but like not. Yeah, a, we need the bat bod. We so, need picks. So we do. So maybe they they go for the long horns. It might be a bit more intimidating. I need to see them. Me I really too. do. But here we need to talk about the presumed backstory to the emblem, to the the bat the, symbol. The bat symbol. Yeah. Um. So there is comic book, uh, you know, history and lore that yeah. was written by Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Where Batman takes. Uh, so I'll, I'll go even deeper than the, uh, most articles Hit go us. the reason Batman had a yellow symbol there was they explained it retroactively was it was giving people a target they were meant to aim for him there because it was more padded there and he would survive if he was shot there I didn't know that yeah so that's I just thought it looked cool so it looks cool and then retroactively uh, in the lore they yeah, were like Alfred was just doing like some <laughs> graphic design night yeah, course and he was I'm, like hey look at this man he probably was Alfred is like a man he's like a, a he's jack of all trades he isn't is he? he's a uh, Medici he's a, a surgeon yeah he's, he's a confidant he's a psychologist he's just everything he's a parent but yeah so they explained it as uh, the muggers were meant to aim for this because there was more heavily padded there so they weren't going for his head which didn't have as much protection and all the other parts not so, like the Ben Affleck Batsu no no not unlike the Ben Affleck Batsu <laughs> one of my favourite oh, oh fuck <laughs> what the fuck man? 
Like you know that hurt him I so hate badly. When they do that. Yeah. Oh man. That, I love how close he is and he just just an inch lower. Yeah. And, just and he's gone. Get him in the cheek. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's, well, actually, with with Ben, with ben Affleck's uh, chin, it, it would just boom, yeah. it bounce yeah. off. He'd be like, <laughs> oh. He, and then in that case, he'd go, I love it when they do that. I love it when they do that. Yeah. Oh, but. I mean, I love what a that, strong jawline. That, that mugger, what a strong jawline. What a strong jawline. That mugger gets top points for, or not mugger, that goon gets top points for being the smartest the, goon in any movie. The audacity. Bam. And then he's just, hey, headshot. He's like, he's like, and then he's like, you know, the minute he does, he's like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Instant regret. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's yeah. pissed. Yeah. Anyway, um, to get back to this. So, yeah, Batman, that's the origin for having the symbol there. And then Kevin Smith in the 1000th issue of Detective Comics, I think, went one deeper. And he said Batman melted down the gun that killed his, his parents, parents. And he put it there. And that was that is what is under there. So now he's turned something that was an offensive thing that took something away that's going to protect his heart. Yeah. Not Bas- only is he wearing the reason to be Batman in yeah. his mind, but yeah. now physically on his chest. It's on his chest. It's underneath his symbol. He has taken that terrible thing and turned it into something positive, a positive force for he's him. Physically wearing the grief. The thing that broke his heart is now protecting his, his heart. heart. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. The only thing where so now it's not one hundred percent confirmed. No. But if you look at it, it yeah. this is what the people are suggesting. Yeah. They, they've here's the thing though. Yeah. Kevin Smith was not uh subtle. No, no, but no. they never no one spoke to him. No. From Matt Reeves and um, production team or yeah. anything like that. Which makes me a little knee jerky. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not true. I want this to be true. I did not know that this existed. Mm. I didn't know that this this backstory to his bat symbol yeah. existed in some rendition of Batman. So here's the thing: if it's not true, the movie's still shooting, it, and it's early. It's, it's early. It's doors. like three weeks in. Make it true. Make so, it true. You could so write that in. It's genius. It like whether it was do bit- Christopher McQuarrie style. Yeah. When he's doing all the Mission Impossible's, mm-hmm. there's still like a work in progress. The, yeah. the scripts are. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'll write this and like, I'll write that. That would like people have given you a golden idea where they've run off this thing and they're like, oh my god, isn't that amazing that they finally done that? If I want to believe that they've done that, but if you haven't, do it. Yeah. Do it because people are clearly. It would get them so hyped up, especially if it's true. This We're, is like one of the best reactions to the suit is that people constantly yeah. quoting this, you know, yeah. like. So it, it's, it's a genius I'm in love idea. with this idea. Me I'm too. in love with it. Me too. I, I was only it. talking to my friend yeah. and he was, he thought it was completely confirmed. And I was yeah. like, they actually haven't confirmed it. Yeah. But Ke- I love Ke- Kevin Smith. Yeah. Just the way he reacts to anything that yeah. when he's included mm-hmm. in anything. He was like, if this is true, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. I love that. <laughs> and also like someone said it to me that they were like, you know what? His bat symbol kind of looks like batarangs. I hope they're weapons. Here's the thing. I hope that if it is the gun, they're not weapons. Oh, no. Because yeah, you can't use that. Because that's the whole, that the whole idea is he's taking something and turning it into a, a to something to protect him. Something yeah, that hurt course. him yeah, is there yeah. to protect him now. So for him to make them batarangs as well, I think it's a step too far. You're missing the message. Yeah. So I just hope that they stay. If what what we've read is true and the symbol is the gun, it should just be there to protect him. Of course. I yeah. I hope this is true. I love it. I'm in love with the backstory yeah. of the Batsuit already. And you know what? The best thing about it is I actually had never heard of this before. 
I never heard. I never. did not know this existed. As a, as a Batman nerd, I'd never heard of this before. I'd heard of why he had the yellow symbol, but never yeah. this. It's so and cool. It's it, so cool. It couldn't be cooler. It, it actually couldn't be cooler. It's, it's the best interpretation I've had. I've, I've heard of like the gun and everything and what he did with this. That's why, Matt Reeves, I implore you yeah. to go on Twitter and yeah. just confirm this theory. Yeah. Because I need it. Just, I need it in my life. Just have just in the first trailer, even just have a scene of him melting the gun down. That's all you need. That's all. I'm you need. such a nerd. This would give me such satisfaction. Yeah. The confirmation yeah. that this is the true backstory yeah. to his bat suit, or even hit for him to tweet out like a comic panel, and it's just the one from Kevin. Yeah, Smith. a quote, a little quote, a little quote. And you it, remember, like what what Zack Snyder did? Yeah, the tease Batman versus Superman, yeah. and the real heavy nerds. Yeah, just that sounds like I'm just calling them fat. But you know, like the guys, <laughs> the, the, the true nerds, the true nerds were just like reacted before anyone else. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't have known that no. he was uh, quoting um, your man Miller, uh, oh, Frank Miller, Frank Miller's yeah. run the Batman Returns. Yeah, and you just see people in Comic Con freaking out, and the yeah. other guys are like. I'm a part-time nerd. I have yeah. no idea what's going on here. Yeah. I, I felt like a part-time nerd when they came when they brought this out because I was like, man, it's so cool. But I understand what they mean when they say it's pieced together. You know, for it looks like the bat suit, but it looks like body armor at the same it, time. One hundred percent. You see the shoulders moving, like the, sh the elements. The shoulders of the suit. are moving. Like I feel it's in parts. You can kind of see that it's in parts. I peep, the one thing people are hating on is the collar. The collar. I actually quite like it for two reasons. Number one, you can see the clear stitch work in his cowl. So I'm like, okay, cool. His helmet, his head's not as protected. For him to have a collar makes a bit more sense. You know, he can move. He can move freely, dodge out of the way of things, be a bit more acrobatic. Yeah. And then the collar's there in case someone. You know, he's not gonna if someone. Yeah, hits someone's his, not gonna shoot him in the neck if someone or shoots stab him, him. If even. someone shoots him in the neck, he's dead. But the collar is there for just that added protection. Bond's but, not gonna be able to judo <laughs> chop him. Exactly. Ha! Um, uh, You're the fifth villain to try to do that. Well, Bond's not a villain, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Fifth guy to do that today. Um, I like the cape. The cape looks cool. I, I want to see the cape, though. We too. don't really see the cape. I like how it's hanging, though. Like, I like how the whole thing sits. I like... It's it's like in the Dark Arkham games where when he's breathing, the suit moves with him and it yeah. looks like he has a lot of freedom of movement as well, which is cool. I like his tenacity. I like his whole... Yeah. I don't know. He wears it well. Like, I mean, Robert Pattinson is... He's owning it. The chin. When he's just standing there... Yeah. And he gives that little shoulder shrug. Yeah. I'm like, whew, oh. yeah, boy. Have you read what he said about it? No. He, he was like, man, it's so awkward to get into, but the second you are in it, you feel so powerful. Oh, yes. He was like, he was like, it's, it, yeah, sorry, go it, ahead. No, he was like, it's so weird because it takes so many people to fit it into you and you have to put on these movie parts, but the second it is all together and on you, you feel like Batman. Oh, you're owning that character. It's kind of, you yeah. know when Tom Hardy yeah. talks about meeting Christian Bale? Yeah. And Christian Bale was just coming off the fighter. Yeah. So he's quite, in and all mm -hmm. like that and he's like oh that's Batman yeah. yeah whatever then he's on set and Christian Bale walks in in the suit and yeah. he's like Batman's gonna fuck me up yeah Bat I'm so scared of Christian Bale right now yeah. in that bat suit I like the I, I felt that yeah when you just see Robert Pattinson standing there you're yeah. like oh my god you know what hell yeah you know what it is he looks comfortable that's the he, thing he looks so confident he's as wearing, well he's wearing it's like he's wearing as it should be he's wearing his second skin or depending on how you like the interpretation yeah I real always, his real but he's his finally yeah, yeah. he's finally who Bruce he really Wayne is. is the character that he created yeah exactly uh, I really like it I, we, I can't wait for the full reveal that's what I'm really waiting for I need for. it now yeah. I need the Batmobile yeah I need to see the horns yeah and I need to see the Batbot apparently the Batmobile is a glorified muscle car it's, it's like meant to be a muscle car on steroids that makes me slightly apprehensive about so, the whole thing you know what I'm kind of the same but if 
the I mean, with every comic book movie, the idea is trilogy. We're going to make a trilogy of these movies. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be great. So uh, I like the idea of this all starting simple. This is a bat suit I'm happy to see us build on. And if if it turns out to be an amped up muscle car, you know what? It may be a bit disappointing, but if as long it's, as it's not the Joker mobile, as long as it's not the suicide a squad, a Bugatti Veyron that's purple, oh. like if it's something we're gonna build on and grow as the movies go, it's gonna be great. Yeah, we haven't even touched on Michael Cacino's score, but we should. So simplistic, and I'm I'm yeah, in love with it. It's weird too. that we're getting a teaser. Yeah. for the score. Yeah, this movie has. Ju- this is actually a camera. Yeah. Test. Oh, well, this, it's screen like, test. It, screen test. Yeah. yeah. So this is just him like doing a fitting, mm. essentially. I love it. With with a lot of style. Yeah. Though. I want to see him because of this red lighting. I want to see him lit up by some neon. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to see some neon lighting. Mm, yeah. Because you know, I just want to see the moonlight yeah. lighting him up. Yeah. Oh man, I need to see the horns. I need to see. I need to see yeah. it all. What I want to see is him having more of a flair for the theatrical. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I really want to see him do the Batman thing of like. He doesn't walk up. Jim Gordon turns the light on. He's standing behind him. He doesn't really move. Jim Gordon looks away. He's gone. Like, I don't want to see him be awkward at any stage. Because Christian Bale, for as good as his Batman is, can kind of be a bit awkward. Like, I like the idea of him... The voice doesn't help. The voice doesn't help. It doesn't it's help. It's true. And I don't. I hope there's no voice changer in this. I actually prefer... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I yeah. don't know how I feel yeah. about that. You know what? Because, yeah. like, Ben Affleck uh, in Batman vs. Superman... I did kind of like that they, oh, they made a choice so that yeah. he's not doing a funny voice. Yeah. But it still feels kind of weird but, where Michael Keaton yeah. did nothing and it it worked. Yeah, but also Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman in my mind. He's Bruce Wayne and he's Batman. He, he changes. Never... He says, oh, Bruce Wayne is a bit higher register yeah. and a bit more affable. You know, he kind of talks like this. Whereas when he's Batman, he's down here and he's a bit but more... It's, yeah, but it's not huge. It's just a no, little small character it's a change. change. You know? yeah. and it's almost like when he's talking as Bruce Wayne, it feels like he's putting effort in. You yeah, know what I mean? Because, yeah, and when he's back exactly. as Batman and he's back and he's down here, it's all, it's 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 he's settled into himself yeah. finally. And I, I, I always prefer that. You know? And again, I'd like to see Robert Pattinson not like fall about the place but if it's his first year or he's learning I'd like to see him maybe be a bit too theatrical you know where he's like he's going a bit he goes a bit too far and it doesn't really work as well as he hoped it you know what I mean yeah you've got a lot of a lot of ideas there I don't know what I want from this honestly because it just seems so different Robert Pattinson as Batman is such a a palate cleanser that I don't really have I don't have ideas like I don't have preconceived ideas about this yeah. I don't know what I want from this yeah. I honestly don't yeah. like when I got the score I was like that's not what I expected and yeah. I'm so happy me neither it sounds like the Imperial March that's what we it both does, thought yeah. but it, it's ominous and heroic at the same time yes the it, right balance that's the exact right balance you want but it's sinister it's dark you're afraid of him but you know he's going to save a good person yeah totally it's exactly he's uh, it's it's the thing from Hush where you know where he saves a kid and he's like man I wish I could smile at him I wish I could smile at a kid tell him he's going to be okay yeah. but he's not being saved by Superman he's being saved by, by me, me yeah. so I'm going to get him out of here but he's I still know, terrified yeah. so he's a force but that's the thing he's a force for good but it's sinister and like the way it builds and almost gets more heroic towards the end and then it drops out and it's almost tragic as well you know yeah. I must say this hype train is a little out of control yeah. at the moment yeah. for me I'm just like I love this. Yeah. If this backstory is true, yeah, I'm. I couldn't be more on board. Yeah. I actually too. couldn't. I, man, if Matt, I don't know. As I said, I don't. I don't even know what I want from this because yeah. every time Matt Reeves talks about it, I'm like, that sounds cool. Yeah. 
you know when he's talking about um, leaning more towards the whole detective side yeah, of Batman totally cool okay yeah we have, haven't really seen we, we've seen actually some of the bad elements of the Christopher Nolan stuff Are where he's the taking the, stuff. the bullet out I, of the wall I still it's, it's so out there and farcical in a, in such a grounded I know version of Batman I, that's so farcical to this day I do not understand what he did with that bullet I do not understand magic. this he, bat, Batman magic it makes to me it's. I've watched that movie millions of times I love that movie it makes no I don't understand what he did with the bullet I really don't that he could reconstruct a bullet that shattered as it went into a wall yes but reconstruct it not the, reconstruct not the actual bullet I, yeah. and get a fingerprint from it. I I oh, it's very confusing. Anyway, I don't know. I don't yeah. like for me when I hear that they are when I hear Zack Snyder and he's like it's going to be Batman the Dark Knight returns I'm like okay cool. When I when the theory comes out that Matt Reeves that the gun is the bat symbol I'm like that is some Batman knowledge. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to keep in mind, this guy, Matt Reeves had a long time to work to mull this. over the script. Yeah. He had over two years yeah. where you know that there's this rumor that David Ayer had something like six to nine weeks or something oh, to, yeah. to write a Suicide Squad yeah. script. And like, essentially the first draft is the movie. Is the movie, yeah. I mean... Where Matt Reeves, he had so much time to work on this mm-hmm. that he was signed on as the Batman director. Yeah. While um, he was still in post-production on the War of the Planet of the Apes. So he really could mull over it. While he was in post-production on that, he was like, well, that's there Mm -hmm. for me when I'm finished with this. And then when he finished, did all this press and all like that, finished the DVD, he just started working on this. And he had around two years to perfect the script. And I love that idea. My my thing is, if I was writing a movie like this, which I never will, but if I was, I'd be like, first thing I do is I bring in a load of comic book professionals and I'd be like, find me your favourite Batman stories and don't get me something that everyone's read yeah you know get me something that and i feel like this is it someone came to him and was like listen i love this i think it's a cool aspect and he was like that is perfect for a movie the way you know? he describes him being a detective and yeah. it's kind of like a batman noir yeah esque kind of feel to it yeah i feels like i'm gonna get a, i feel like i'm gonna get a lot of hand-to-hand combat here yeah and i you don't want, i don't want him to get beaten up i like i don't want him to be bad at fighting necessarily I, yeah i don't think he's gonna be bad no, at fighting I, I like the idea of him that confidence yeah yeah. That he's holding just there. I'm like, oh, he can take a punch I, and he can give a punch. You know what? I like the idea. You know in Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher, where he goes outside and he has the bar fight. And yeah. he says, I'm only going to have to fight two of you. The last two guys always run. Yeah. You know? And he's holding the guy there and he's like, you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure? And he fucking breaks his leg or something. I want a Batman like that <laughs> where it's like surgical. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know what, what I mean? mean? Yeah. Where he's like, he takes out the big guy and he looks over at them. And then he's, and then it's, it's like, it's like, you can come over here, but if you do, I'm going to fuck you up. Plus it's, he's a different body type to like Ben Affleck. Yeah. Where you see Ben Affleck and you're like, oh, he can just twist your head off. Yeah. Where this guy can't. Yeah. But uh, this guy looks more surgical. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, he's going to be super skilled. It, one guy's going to come over. He's going to swing at him. He's going to grab his arm and break his elbow and like one move. And then that's like. Do you think the wind though is yeah. going to knock over some yeah. people? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that's my favorite fight scene. Yeah, but apparently there's like a, I think that goon's just the smartest goon ever. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'm not getting paid. No, that no, much. second smartest goon. Guy came up, shot him in the head. Well, smartest yeah, goon yeah, ever. yeah. Oh, totally. In that in that universe, 100. <laughs> percent I love that guy. <laughs> Bang! Did you oh. see what Joe did? Yeah. yeah. See what Joe did, did last see what night. Joe did. Oh my god. He he shot Batman in the head. It didn't work, but no. fuck it, fair do. Yeah. By, by the way, if they lent into that and were like, this is why Batman's killing people because people are <laughs> shooting him in the, in the head and he's got so many concussions. Yeah. Yeah. He's got CTE. No, but look, I mean, 
it's funny I'd love to watch the first episode where Robert Pattinson was announced as Batman and only watch the clips of us talk about it every week and just see how more hyped oh, we get we just build Be- and build because- it's, see it's Matt Reeves every yeah. little bit of information that comes out has not been bad the only no. questionable thing has been Robert Pattinson yeah and that's he, it and I'm on board with that now especially after you know kind of taking in more of his roles like Good Time and things like that yeah. like I'm so on board it's not even funny and uh, I just can't wait to see this I think I th- I think it's got the potential to really knock it out of the park me too and do it's own thing and just yeah. be everything you want it to be yeah it feels like it's going to be truly it's own Batman it's gonna film be, it's going to be love something it. special it's going to be yeah. original it's going to be like the Joker for I the love, Batman you know I what I mean I that this isn't tied to anything to yeah, do with DC as well I like that it's just it's a, Aquaman's not gonna I, pop his pecs in there yeah and I like that it's a Batman movie that's not afraid to be like we're gonna throw a load of villains in okay yeah and you know they're gonna have roles they're gonna be in it and I really hope they can pull that off like it doesn't need they don't need all to be working together or whatever mm-hmm. just have them in little bits yeah but apparently there was some leaked timeline of when things are gonna be coming really? out but I don't know if it's true or not so we won't report on it. Anyway, we're going to wrap yeah, up this episode it up. because it's been so long. Um, quickly, Hunk and Skunk. Hunk. Oh, my. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. As Batman. Owning it. With oh, the, my God. With the Michael Caccino score. Yeah. It's a 50 second clip and I've watched it maybe 20 times. Oh, my God. I've watched it so many times. Yeah. It's so good. Skunk. Billie Eilish's score. Oh. Yeah. It's oh, a harsh mean. one. It's you're a, mean. It's a harsh one. I, I, That's for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Sure. Yeah, because I'm like... She's going to pass you up on Tinder now. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's too young for me anyway. And is su- she? And successful. What age is she? She's 17. Billy Eilish is 17. Did you not know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. And on that note... Yeah. We're going <laughs> to... Oh, there's the police at the door for, for Ian. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Anyway. History. Delete. <laughs>